Don't like to brag, I don't like to boast. They like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks, I like the motorboat. Can Riverman make it your check? Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? I know they just be acting for cash. But I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that? Do that, do that. If that was me, I'd be like, screw that, screw that, screw that. I'm an alpha, I'd eat through that, through that, through that. Mmm, so why'd he do that, do that, do that? Mmm. Hey, gang, what's up? Aaron and Zach here again, BTM commentary. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a Zach choice again. I think this is two Zach choices in a row. I think I got the next one. But uh, tell them really quick what we're going to do. They already know what we're going to do. They, they clicked on this shit. We're doing a Borat, baby. The Sasha Barracoa classic. That's funny. I say that all the time when you when you try and pull that. It's like they obviously know what they clicked on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we're going to watch this. It's pretty cool. Uh, we don't really do... I don't think we do comedies like this very often. Uh, they, they're kind of iffy on how they turn out commentary wise. This movie's quite engaging though. So I, I don't know if we're going to be steering away from it. And I think we've all got a Borat story. This thing was huge. This was like the phenom that followed Austin Powers where nobody would shut up about it. All the quotes were going everywhere and eventually it kind of got worn down and tired. I can't think of anything in between this and, and the Austin Powers craze, but Let's not waste any time. Let's get going into it. We're going to go three, two, one, play. Oh, hell yeah. This is one of my favorite comedies. If I if I made a list of like, oh, favorite comedies, fucking Detroit Rock City, Beyonder, Bullrat, Beyonder, and uh, so would uh, Bruno. I don't know why you hate Bruno. Yeah, I Bruno just went over my head. But this movie, I have to agree because I, I tried to... I tried to have a broad perspective of things when this was, like I said, it was a craze. It was a total phenom. It was getting run down. Weren't you kind of tired of everybody going very nice and my wife? I didn't watch this movie when it first came out, so I didn't gotcha, get it. Gotcha, gotcha. So <laughs> when all that stuff was happening, I'm like, I'm not going to take it out on the movie because when I saw this in theaters with a friend of mine, I've never laughed so hard in my life at a movie, like at a cinema. And because it was packed, it was opening night, I want to say. And dude, everybody was, it was infectious. Everybody's busting guts everywhere and, and dying. And my friend, he literally almost had a heart attack because he was kind of a heavier guy. And I, he was like <laughs> pounding his chest like Chris Farley, you know? Uh, uh. <laughs> and, uh, but I've never had such a pleasurable viewing experience ever. So yeah, I gave it a little bit of a pass. I'm like, you know what? I think Wayne's World was probably the same way. I love Wayne's World. But back when that first came out, I'm sure everybody was doing the we are not worthy and, and all that stuff. All the and party, mm. party. And excellent. Yeah. This is a fucking genius uh, fucking way to make a movie, too. It's just like the way they skirt around the law by basically saying, like, oh, no, it's a documentary about this guy. He's coming here from another country. And he's checking out. Technically, they weren't lying. <laughs> so it's genius. No, it's it's really good. I haven't watched it since the movie theater, actually. I remember it pretty well. I remember the whole plot with Pamela Anderson and. You know, I and of course everybody remembers the the scene with him and his manager sixty nining having that wrestle match or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's got a mustache, mustache exploitation. It's dog. Well, it's a no brainer why this is mustache exploitation. This this ticks all the boxes. He's the titular character, and he's got a big, gorgeous mustache. You know, I was donk. I was thinking about 
suggesting we also do Cowboy Way, but see, that one's kind of on the fence because it's just one of them. I think Cowboy Way fits better into the buddy, buddy comedy exploitation. Oh, yeah. We got Cowboy Way to do any time, baby. I, actually, if I can request it, following this, I'd say we probably have, like, what, maybe one more movie tops before we give Mustache Exploitation a break? Uh, if you want. Yeah, I mean, if that. Three might be good now. We'll come back to it if we don't. But after this one, I think we should do Buddy Comedy Exploitation because we've been, I've been dying to do for the longest time. We got to do Cowboy Way. I want to do Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. And there's just, it, we could even start your Sandler Exploitation and do Bulletproof. That's two in one, because Zach is all gung-ho on doing every Adam Sandler movie for some damn reason. That's going to be so painful. It's going to be dark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's there's so many buddy movies to choose from. It'd be so easy. So, before this movie, he was doing the Allie G show. You ever watch that? I got the box set of that. It's dark. Yeah, it was hilarious. I, I love I. I was watching the Allie G show before this came out, obviously. The, uh, the Allie G movie is, uh, you take it or leave it, but the show was dark. The show was amazing. Yeah, there's so many good skits. And uh, yeah, that was classic. And uh, Bruno was on there too. Uh, did you know there's actually a third season of the Allergy show? That uh, was only in uh, the UK or wherever he's from. I forgot. Yeah, he's from uh, England. Yeah, so, uh, it, but it's funny because you watch that and it's not nearly as funny because like their political figures weren't nearly as crazy as ours. There's, so it just it didn't. There's going to be a tonal shift. It's just like when you watch kitchen nightmares the britain version right mm-hmm. i mean essentially on paper it's the same setup but the people act differently in england and yeah they were they were basically just laughing with them so it wasn't as fun yeah and and it's funny because when you watch kitchen nightmares the british version they the, the owners i mean obviously it's it's schlocky and it's hammed up in the states i really think it's more of a production right look and, at this look at this uh, racism Kill the Dog. Jew, kill the Jew egg, dude. I was doing <laughs> literally nonstop from the moment this started. We were everybody was dying laughing, and I remember when the Jew egg came out, dude. Like my buddy was already in mid laugh from the last joke, and he was just about to die. He was dry heaving. It was so funny. See, I think the first time I watched this, like, like racism against Jewish people just kind of went over my head. Like I, I never noticed it until people like pointed out to me. Okay, so I I get humor and I like it. I, I'm not I'm not a bigot. Neither is Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, isn't he Jewish? For God's sake, he is Jewish. Yeah. So so I I never uh, like yeah. Anytime somebody would talk about Jew jokes, I was like, what is a Jew joke? Like, what do they what are they made fun of for? I never got it. I've always felt that the satire surrounding <laughs> semitism tends to be the funniest, mm. right? I I think so. Like, I don't. I don't think other things are that funny, but the, ooh, the sleepy, the, the people talk about ooh, the sleepy Mexican or the hardworking Mexican. I mean, there's there's two ver- variants of that, and I don't think those jokes are very funny. I don't think, uh, but there's something about these jokes that are really funny. This is fucking, he's leaving his fucking home country. See, the first time I watched this, I was like, is Kazakhstan even a real place? I never heard of that. And there's a reason you never heard of it. Yeah. Well, do you and do you think it's one of the things? Do you think if uh, he was not Jewish himself, he would have taken a lot of shit for having this bit and this character in this movie? Uh, or do you think he still would have gotten away with it? I don't know. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have even thought to do it. It's probably one of those things where, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make fun of myself too, because, like, yeah, if I was making a movie where I was trying to offend people, I would have to offend myself too. Because if I can't offend myself, then who, who the fuck else am I gonna offend? 
Well, I mean, it's like it's like Latino comedians and their material is basically based on that a lot of times and it's it's very aimed at Latino culture and even they poke fun at their own culture, so I didn't know if it was sort of one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, it's like uh, all Russian-like. Like they're censoring the credits, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. This is dog. Yeah. See, I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, uh, how are we going to, like, commentary over a kind of a document? It's more of a mockumentary, baby. Yeah. Well, we don't want it to turn into one of those things where it's like, oh, shit, that's funny. Ha, 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 ha. We're just laughing yeah, at the whole movie. That's going to be the hardest thing. That's why comedies are tricky. Uh, one thing I can say to sort of deviate for a second is uh, Zach and I officially have a revival teespring up. So if anybody out there wanted to wear some swag and improve their sex life by wearing some of our gear uh, and in the process, you know, supporting our podcast. Uh, we're going to put the links and stuff uh, in the YouTube videos and we'll have to put the links as well and all the podcast networks. But yeah, uh, check for those links because we got a few uh, cool shirts up. Hell yeah, we uh, we we got we ordered like three of them for whenever we go to the convention, baby. Zach on the last podcast was like, "Oh man, you guys are." Oh no, sorry, it's after we recorded. He's like, "Oh man, you guys are making this sound like work," and it's kind of funny because we're gonna be uniformal, aren't we? We're all gonna be. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're talking about like, yeah, we're gonna be at the booth. Every somebody has to be at the booth all the time. We can't all just be walking around. I'm like, man, you guys are you guys are a buzzkill. This is sounding like work now. It's not a buzzkill. It's it's I don't trust people and they steal shit. So yeah. that's the truth. But the thing is about those conventions is you do kind of approach it like work because we're there to promote and meet people and make friends. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But we're there to, you know, wave the revival flag. But the thing is, is when the convention shuts down like business hours, that's when the real fun starts, because then they lock up the actual convention hall. So and everybody's stuff is protected. Then then the parties take into like the parking lots and the different buildings on the on the campus, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's when you have like the after parties and the sometimes they have like uh, little mini film festivals. All the after stuff happens. Then we can let loose. That's that's the real fun. That's as Todd said because uh, <laughs> Riverman, after speaking to us about that uh, yesterday, what it was, he's like, "Man, uh, Zach didn't seem too enthused." I'm like, "That's just Zach when he's not recording a podcast." Yeah, I was kind of bummed out too because uh, fucking yeah, I guess I can talk about it. Like, uh, I thought my fucking washer was like fucked up because it like uh, like it flooded the whole like washing room, like where the washer is. Like the back, like porch area, and like so, I was like fucking like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to buy another washer and shit like that. And uh, but like, yeah, I vacuumed all the water up with the shop vac and shit. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I just uh, I'll go to the laundry mat for a while. It'll it'll be okay. And uh, like, yeah. So later on, before I went to sleep, I go in there and I'm like, okay, I better check. Just something. I got the fucking inkling that I need to check that shit. That's funny, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And then I go back there, and uh, there's fucking a bunch of water pulled up again. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? It must be a pipe that's leaking or something. And then I find out, oh, it's my hot water heater. That sucks. So then I had to call a fucking plumber, come down, take the fucking old one. Uh, he went and bought a new one, which fucking funny, because it's like I had a 30. He got a 40, and he's like, yeah, this is actually cheaper than the 30 ones. And I was like, donk. Yeah. He's taking the shit. That's pretty funny. I thought that's hilarious. So you got it resolved, though? Mm-hmm. So do you guys not have a home warranty plan? Um, no. Is it rent? Is it a, do you guys, is it mortgage or is it a rental home? What is it? Rent? 
It's yeah, it's a it's probably just way out of like we've had that fucking uh, thing forever. But I'm saying if you guys have a home uh, warranty plan that that covers that's what that's what it covers. It covers appliances in the house, oh, and all okay. you have to do yeah, all you have to do is pay for the service call. So um, if your disposal or something goes on the fritz, they just come out and replace it or whatever. Or uh, if your air conditioner unit goes on the fritz as well they just come out and you have to pay for this yeah we, we we must not have that baby yeah i if you guys own the home i would suggest it because it saved my ass a million times you mm-hmm. know so it's really cheap yeah that's disgusting his uh his whitey tidies or whatever look at that fucking bold you, you see his cock remember that and bruno it's a fucking nice cock see, i i don't get bruno i just i get the the thing is is i thought the Bru- see where he's like he showed him the this is my new show you gotta watch it and he's showing him and it shows his dick flopping around and then it, it like stands up and yells bruno and it zooms into the dick hole yeah that's so funny yeah, I'd have to watch it again because maybe I was so polarized when I because I saw it in theaters as well, and you know I'm coming off of this movie and it just didn't have the same effect. So maybe watching it by myself, you know, at home all these years later, I might have a different impression of it. But Bruno was uh, added to the uh, the American version of the Allergy Show. It wasn't in the original UK version. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was just fucking Allergy and Bullrat. I actually remember the skits with Bruno liking those a lot better, and the movie just wasn't hitting for me. I don't know. I I think it's well established that our tastes differ sometimes when it comes to comedy. Like, you love all that shocking stuff. It can be funny, but sometimes I'm just like, uh, I get that line crossed. Of, it's just kind of gross. And the movie wasn't, but that, but Borat, if I, sorry, if uh, Bruno, I don't remember it being disgusting or anything. I just remember it just not landing for me. Yeah, that's that's it. He got Ron Paul in like a hotel room, and he's like hinting, like, "Yeah, we gonna fuck her." <laughs> I'd have to watch it again, and I'm sure there's bits and pieces in there that are funny, but maybe its biggest thing hurting it, its biggest detractor, is the fact that it was the follow up to this movie, which is just it was nonstop funny, nonstop laughs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I just thought of too is this is what fucking uh, Tom Green should have done with his first movie. Yeah, something like this. But he was on top at the time. He probably couldn't have faked a faked a character. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. And even if you put a dorky mustache and a curly wig on him, you still know it's Tom Green. <laughs> you know, he uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He really disappeared into these characters. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't resemble him, even though it's clearly him. Did you watch his? I never watched his latest show. What was the scoop with that? Oh yeah, fucking. Uh... Is it? It's not. This is America. That's that fucking song. It's something like that. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. It's funny. I want to get it, but it's like, oh, uh, it's not available on Blu-ray. It's only on DVD for some reason, and it's seventeen bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, but in that one, clearly he's more famous now. So he went with a bunch of facial prosthetics, but he looks <laughs> he looks faker now, doesn't he? he doesn't look real. <laughs> it, it looked funny to me, like that character, especially the muscle guy. Yeah. See, I was hoping that fucking uh, they were whatever they started showing teasers for it. I was hoping they were gonna pull the rug and be like, "Oh no, this isn't called this is America or whatever. This is called fucking uh, this is the Allergy Show season three, baby. We just have some new characters added, but it didn't happen." Yeah, I mean they can't. 
I don't think they can do the Ology show because you'd have to have Ology in it, and mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody knows Ology. It's too bad. It's too bad they titled it Ology's show, right? They made him the titular character because if they just sort of gave it a broad title, then they could have just kept that title and just changed the the gimmicks, changed the characters over time. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably wish they did. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's silly. Unless they did it like Dave Chappelle style and Ali G came out to a live audience and hosted the show and everybody's self-aware. He did all the first season. He did it like that? I can't remember. I think he did it on the I think he did it completely too. I don't remember. It's been a while. I don't remember that. Oh look, he's fucking watching Jake all the way. Probably because this is a, a 20th Century Fox film. I don't see why he couldn't have did that. Just kind of do it where he's Ollie G as the host. You know, and actually mm-hmm. play the footage she pre-recorded with different characters. That'd have been fine. The Pamela Anderson, even even in the year that this came out, <laughs> Pamela Anderson was a pretty dated pop culture reference. See, so. I, I think they maybe they got that footage of her at the convention and him playing the character. See, I always wondered, like, did was she in on that or no? <laughs> I don't know because she's not that good of an actress. I've seen yeah. Barbed Wire. <laughs> And it's like, oh, he might have gotten shot if she wasn't in on that. It might have been one of those things where they did it and then asked permission to use it after. Yeah. And maybe added this subplot after, yeah. That's pretty funny. I was in love. I do you you remember I don't think it's as big a thing today though, but what was with the whole bleach blonde fad? Like the whole uh, the Baywatch look of the nineties where every girl yeah. every girl had to have the bleach blonde hair and I don't know. I Kelly Bundy look. The Kelly Bundy look, yeah. And I think all the bombshells look like that. They were all the blondes. Mm-hmm. Samantha Fox, Debbie Gibson. I guess Tiffany didn't have uh, blonde hair. Yeah. Wasn't she, wasn't she a kid, though? So was Debbie. No, they were all teenagers. So was Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah. Debbie Gibson was, too. Samantha Fox might have been a couple years older, but her, her persona was that of, like, the slut. You know, she was the super sexy one, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one, Samantha Fox. Yeah, they're, they're all one-hit wonders. You know, Tiffany might have had two hits. I don't know. I don't remember her because she was on a fucking full house. Her hits went hard. Which one was Debbie Gibson? Uh, Tiffany. Tiffany was on Full House. I can't remember that. I don't know. They referenced her. I don't, remember, I don't think she was in it. Yeah, they referenced her because that was of the day. Yeah, and she used to do those mall tours and. Everybody used to, all the girls would wear those stupid ass blossom hats, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, this is, this is great where they're, they're talking about, oh, feminism, but he laughs at the idea of women. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you let women vote? The chick talking has a MacGyver haircut. I wonder, MacGyver. I wonder if her husband. Yeah. Hey, look, he's, I love the, zo- the slow zoom in. It's just losing him. <laughs> it's just going right through him like. I'll see you must re- resist urge to be quiet and hear what he's saying. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. But no, what I was saying about the Riverman thing is Riverman stated this after we got done talking about that convention, but it's true. All the stories, they happen after the convention. Like when it's when yeah. after hours, like all these stories we always tell, tell like hey, the battle of the king guy, um, the fucking what's it, Fred the hammer. Dude, this is all because then you get to find these people up at the bars and stuff. Yeah, a lot of times you get to see people out and about. That's when it starts. Uh, minus mm-hmm. the Tom Savini story. Obviously, that was during convention hours. Yeah. We, we got to so, figure out what we're going to do about Tom Savini. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. 
And the, so, like, uh, whenever we weren't recording last time, whenever uh, Riverman was on, he was just we 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 met to talk about the convention. And then uh, after we were done, they were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we should order sh- matching shirts, different colors." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then after we got done, I remember like, "Holy shit! Oh yeah, I gotta buy." Uh, or no, I, I don't have to. Yeah, that was the thing. I was just going to go to the washing, uh, fucking, uh, the laundry bat. But then, like, all that later happened. But I was like, uh, I, I was like, oh man, I, I gotta wait uh, until I get paid again, uh, to buy that, to buy a shirt. And, uh, Aaron, Aaron ended up buying me one. But I, it was going to be like, oh, if I don't get it in time, I could just be the middleman. I could be like the guy that's on the fit. I could act like I'm not one of you guys. And I'm just uh, hanging out because I came, you know, to meet Tom Savini and all these cool people. These uh, podcast guys are uh, they're too donk to pass up. I got to hang out with them. It actually might be a better sales pitch angle if you walk <laughs> around the convention not wearing our gear and you don't look like, and you're just like, oh, my God, you guys see this fucking tape. You're walking past crowds like, oh, my God, those guys over there were doing this. <laughs> got to get over there. That's what I was thinking. I could uh, be I could carve it into my fucking head and be like the mark. Is that Corey G in the background there? Oh my gosh, that's he's got the the same chops, the the beard. <laughs> Dude, that'd be crazy if uh, Corey G went to that because you know the one that we're going to it attracts people all over the the tri-state area, right? And mm-hmm. uh, him being from Nebraska, doxed him. I don't care. Uh, I don't think he goes to the. He's into all that crap, but I'm not sure if he really goes to that. That's his scene, but. If Jason David Frank's going to be there. What I'm hoping for you, though, is I'm hoping it's a greatest hits of BTM experience for you because Lush is going to be there. You're going to be able to see Lush. It's like the ghost of BTM past. The only thing that would be missing would be fucking uh, Corey G. But uh, Lush will be there so we can you can go talk to him if you want. We should get him to come back. We could do his movie on uh, fucking Prime. Amazon Prime, baby. Dude, no, no. And Tom Savini's going to be there. Obviously, he's a big part of BTM uh, lure. And uh, gosh, who else is going to be there? Oh, I'm hoping the Bow to the King guy will be there mm-hmm. of my story. Because like I said, when I went to uh, the last time when, when I had the experience where he ex- hit me in the nuts. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have so many episodes and we're always getting new listeners. Sometimes I want to retell stories because it's been so long, you know, but Basically, this guy's famous. He's this dude that had a, a toy booth set up right next to us. We had our booth set up, and I think crazy ass Margot Kidder was next to us on the left. And then Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters was directly in front of us. And then to the right of me was Bow to the King guy, and he had this crazy toy booth. He had so many toys, some really sweet old vintage stuff. And anyway, he, he was pretty cool. We were just kind of being buddy buddy throughout the weekend talking because that's what you do too, man. When you, you, that's going to be fun because we'll probably make friends with whoever we're neighbors with which is cool mm-hmm. and uh anyway fast forward to saturday night and he was gonna be there all weekend saturday comes and he's like i sold all my shit he's like i sell out every year and i sold it all it's like i don't really have to work tomorrow uh i don't have to come back because he he's just there to sell uh so this is saturday but uh anyway but he goes you know what I sold. I'll I'll come back tomorrow since I. I mean, I'm. I'll come back tomorrow and help you guys sell. He was a good salesman. And he's like, oh, cool, man. He'll help us. We had made friends with him. Uh, anyway, that night happens after hours. We were all in the parking lot and they had some live music going on and and a whole bunch of stuff. And we're all in a circle powwow, dude. It's it's myself. It's a uh, river man. It's river woman. That's that's Todd's wife. My mother was there. Myself and bow to the king guy. Right. And so we're all talking in a circle. Drinks are, are flowing around. I don't drink, but uh, 
I'm sure River's got a drink. I fucking know my mom had a couple. She was double fisting, I'm sure. And uh, Battle of the King guy was drinking. Anyway, he's kind of one of those drunks that gets a little obnoxious and a little loud. But everything was cool. We were having fun, having laughs. And it came out of nowhere. He's like, we're all having a laugh. And literally mid-joke, mid-joke, somebody cracks a joke and it's great. We're all laughing. And while everybody's laughing, he looks at me and goes, hey, you ever play Battle of the King? I'm like, I'm, I'm not expecting a thing. I got a drink in my hand, too. And he's like, I'm like, no, what? What is it? And he fucking hits me, punches me right in the fucking balls. And I drop like a sack of potatoes. And he goes, and he goes, bow to the king. He goes, bow to the king. And, dude, he did this. We had a little circle. So everybody saw it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and I, and he was, dr- I don't know. I, I don't get that kind of humor. Okay, it's one thing for me not to always get Zach's humor. I do not get that style of humor where he's like, that's a whole w- another world of slapsticky, that jackass humor. I don't do that. And uh, as soon as I got up, man, I took my my can, whatever I had, and I threw it right at his fucking face. I missed. I missed. But I was so pissed. And uh, the security came, and they were going to escort him off, and because well, because they thought a fight was about to break out. And he, but he he immediately felt terrible. Cause he had a little bit of booze in him, but not enough, whatever. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's like, you know what? You could take a crack at me, man. You could take a crack at me for, and I was, I'm still in pain, dude. I can't stop holding my dick with both hands. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he broke the tension in the best way possible because I was furious and he broke the tension with laughter unintentionally because, oh man, here you could take a crack at me. And he takes his fucking dentures out. Like, what the fuck? This guy was like 40 and he, and he takes his fucking teeth out and I had no idea. And suddenly the situation became all the less threatening. And I just kind of fucking like said, dude, that he felt bad that you're going to punch an elderly man with no teeth. I, yeah. And I think maybe that was his, his, his move. <laughs> like I'm going to pull my teeth out and then, um, I don't feel bad for them. They can eat all the ice cream they want without getting a brain freeze. But I, I feel bad. But I was pissed, man. And then and I was and the next day. Remember, he was going to come back after he sold all the stuff and help us. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't want to have that conversation because it was an awkward night, to say the least. And uh, so he didn't come back. But he left a present for me. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Yeah, there was one toy I kind of wanted all weekend. I was looking at it. And I said, I'm like, dude, if that doesn't sell, I, I want to buy it. Uh, and it was a pumpkin head. Atomic Farley Pumpkinhead oh, action figure, yeah. which is really cool, and I hate it because it's a little sun damaged. Like the the the, the color of the plastic encasing it's a little warped, and it kind of becomes yellow. But mm. it's it's awesome. Besides that, and uh, yeah, he left it he left it on our table in my chair or something as a gift. And I think mm-hmm. I think you either there was a little note or somebody who beat me to the table uh, passed the message along to me that it was like a, a an olive branch. So, I mean, it's all cool. And if I see him there, like I said, he said he came every year and that was five years ago. So if he's still in the same line of work, AKA going on Craigslist and just finding vintage shit to sell and he's there, I'll laugh about it with him. So mm-hmm. he didn't give a fuck about his teeth. So maybe he doesn't care about his health either. Maybe he's dead by now. Yeah. I'll tell him, uh, I'll find something else of his that I really like and I'll, I'll guilt him. I'll say, dude, yeah, I didn't stop there. I got <laughs> testicular cancer. When you hit me, the impact caused the tumor and see what else I can get out of him. <laughs> I lost a nut, man. I remember one time uh, I had friends that were talking about how uh, they uh, see. I don't know if it's bullshit or they were just trying to fucking like uh, tell a great story. They were talking about how a friend of theirs got kicked in the ball so hard that he start, he pulled his pants down, started pissing blood. Mm. I was like, that's dog. Do you ever play around with your buddies and like you're, you're just kind of you're not trying to really hit them, but you're just kind of trying to like tap or whatever when you were kids and you hit a little too hard 
I'm laughing at all the sight gags that you're not even noticing. Yeah, because, well, you'd have to see the way my setup is. I got two monitors, and where my mic is, it's facing the one that's recording, so my peripheral is on the movie, so I don't, I'm not okay. always looking at it direct on. I don't remember this stuff. I don't remember what he's saying to these guys, because I got the, the volume down low, obviously. Mm-hmm. What's this one about? Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. See, I wish I freshened up on before we did this. So where do you think Sasha Baron Cohen goes now? I, I'm surprised he's still a name because he never really followed this up well. I know he did that Johnny Depp, Sweeney Todd movie. And that was uh, a big movie. Oh, yeah. That was a big flick. But what was he really in besides this? And, uh, you know, Borat, sorry, Bruno did not hit. And he was in that movie you're obsessed with. Uh, what's it called? The one? The great Ginsby, Binsby. <laughs> The brothers Ginsby. Brothers Ginsby. I'm not obsessed with it. That's a there's a scene of that that's really fucking gross, even for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see it. I wonder if it's online because I don't. I'm not too crazy about watching the whole movie, but it's like uh, the scene from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, where he comes out of the rhino's ass, but just fucking uh, times one thousand. Yeah, you've told me about it, and uh, I, I want to see it. <laughs> What's he saying to him? Oh, he's just kissing him. See, I have a feeling like this This stuff looks so real when he's doing these like local news bits. Mm-hmm. This looks real. And I wonder if it's just like the TV show part two, because they do the same thing with the TV show. They have to get their consent after, right? Before, at some point, they have to get their consent. They sign a release before, I think. Yeah. they What, do they trick them into signing it before, before they know it's a, a gag? Well, they tell them, yeah, they tell them it's a documentary about a guy visiting America, just learning their culture. So, because you think, yeah, I don't know how those releases work because that's almost like trickery. So, hey, sign this release because they don't really know exactly what they're signing because it turns out to be a big troll. And uh, some of those guys like Newt Gingrich and shit, there's a couple of them that I remember being really pissed and not taking it so well. And and I have to imagine if they really had a way out of that legally, they would have taken it. Mm -hmm. So they must get them beforehand and that must hold up in law. Like, hey, you know. I know a lot of them say that, like, yeah, you give somebody, uh, like, uh, especially, like, just random people on the street, <laughs> you, you give them, like, uh, a contract and be like, you're going to be on TV. They never read it. They're just like, okay, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. Yeah, it's so funny. You do the same thing, man. Well, it's... And it's, it ends up saying in there that, yeah, this is what, but, uh, you know, just like every documentary, it could, uh, the, the plot can change based on what we end up getting at the end of, like, you know, filming it and everything. What happens with the legal system when cops was on the air? Because there was a point where there was a point. I don't remember if it was before or after where nobody was blurred. And then there was a point where everybody was blurred. Was it now? I, I fail to believe that that many people were giving consent. Right. Yeah. There, I see that a lot. Uh, Cops is back on the air now. They just announced a new season or something. It's already started. Are they all, are they blurred out in it? I don't know. I haven't watched it, but yeah, there, I see, uh, like there's a channel called ID or something like that. That's basically like court TV used to be. It's all like crime investigation stuff. Is that the, is that, does it have that show where they kind of follow cops from a different city? Yeah, it's all there. There's also one where uh, basically they have somebody uh, go into prison 
as like uh like they're basically signing up like yeah we're uh, we're gonna do it it's gonna be like on a show they're not gonna treat us any different and uh i don't know what happens exactly if they get money afterwards or what but like yeah they're just walking around and there's the fucking security footage of all these people and none of their faces are blurred i'm like is that okay now like just because they're prisoners they don't they can't like they don't have to sign anything it's just like oh we get to fucking film your face if we want to bitch well, that when I was a kid and I was young and stupid, I just figured that was it. I was like, well, maybe since they're getting arrested, they have no, they lose a certain part of rights or something. But I'm like, wait a second, innocent until proven guilty. They're just getting arrested. They're not being tried. So now being in prison, that's a different thing. I don't know. Um, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. Because on, on prison documentaries, don't they show like people in the background all the time? Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested to. I wish we could talk to a lawyer. We should get. Uh, who would that be? What kind of lawyer would that be? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Saul Goodman. But something changed because there was a point where cops were everybody's faces were shown. Then all of a sudden they were blurred like crazy. Unless with the odd one, there was an exception because I'm sure there was the occasion. It could have been one of those instances where they were like, "Oh, I'm going to be on TV." No, uh, yeah, I think that was like knows. the occasional drunk that was like proud of their acts and they wanted to be on cops. Uh, you know, but it used to be overwhelmingly like everybody. And I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I still think most people would be ashamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people, their first thoughts are, Oh my God, if you get arrested, I don't want my boss to find out. Now, if you're on TV, you're like, please fucking cover my face. Now I know some of those people were probably on the unemployment line. You know, they didn't give a fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, this is this is great stuff. Where he he could uh, he could read these people really well. He's like, yeah, I could, I, I'm sure I could get this guy to say something homophobic. I'll this, go for it. This looks like a gay rodeo. Look at that ascot he's wearing. <laughs> I thought it might have been, but this is God. What happens in this uh, scene? I, I can't quite remember. Oh, is this when he's singing the with the guitar? Throw the Jew down the well. <laughs> something. Like, I think he's no. He sings the Kazakhstan song, and it's basically it says that Kazakhstan's better than every country. <laughs> They all get pissed off. Oh, yeah. This is pretty funny. So, look, there's no way that these people know, right? This is all like a real Borat skit. Yeah. See, I would be afraid to to go around a bunch of rednecks and do something like this. It's like, I don't know what they're going to do. They're like uh, wild animals in their element. I don't want to fucking uh, rock the cage. What state is this? What if it was a conceal and carry and someone whipped out a gun? <laughs> Somebody that missed their meds that day and just blasted him. Yeah. Who knows? I kind of want to hear this. <laughs> At what point? There's got to be like one line he says where it's like mixed. Like, wait a second. Like half the crowd knows what he. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to put uh, subtitles on these files that we have? Uh, yeah. If you're watching it on a uh, uh, VLC, but you're probably streaming it. Yeah, I was just streaming it. And I'll, I don't know if I'll, that, like, yeah. Well, I'll know that from now on because if there's a particular movie like this that I wish I could hear all the stuff because I would, I, I could keep talking and still mm-hmm. kind of read what he's saying because I was just curious. This is where he sees the anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's he doing though now? So he did that show. Is he, uh, I'm curious of what he's got going, going on. Yeah, I don't know. See, uh, there was talks about maybe there's a season two because there's some shit that we know was filmed that it wasn't on the show yet. So people are like, oh, is it maybe it's I haven't got the DVD yet. So maybe it's all on there for deleted scenes. I think he's one of these guys that's like a Mike Myers where this was such a big phenom that he's kind of bulletproof for, you know, he's he's got, you know, what I mean, he really doesn't need too much else. And he'll kind of always be around to a degree. 
Mm-hmm. Mike Myers had this in Austin Powers, then he just went vamoose. He's like, I don't work anymore. <laughs> the fucking horse fell over. What the fuck? Was that as a re- reaction to what he said, or was that did that just happen to happen? <laughs> it probably just happened, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, though. I'm trying to look at his uh, filmography and what's going on here. Okay, what's he got going on? Oh, here's where he, uh, the fucking gypsy thing. See, uh, if she's a real gypsy, she he, she could put the thinner curse on him. He's in this movie called Mandrake the Magician that's not uh, made yet, uh, but the, he's just attached to it as a star. Mm. Uh, there was a long time where he was going to do the Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah, because that movie was in production for like seven, eight, well, in talks for like seven, eight years, and he was attached to it for about three or four years, and then he eventually backed out. It was creative differences, I guess, because if you ever watched him on Howard Stern, he talks about it. He's like, I got the script. And basically, they Freddie Mercury died halfway into the movie, mm-hmm. and you know because the people producing it and giving all the blessings is the surviving ma- members. It's Roger Taylor, and yeah, they wanted like, oh yeah, we we kind of want a movie that where Freddie dies and the movie just keeps going. Like we did other stuff after that. Like you know, you want to show we got to show it's got to be more. The second half has to be about the triumphant carrying on of the rest of the members. Like no one gives a fuck about you guys. <laughs> You know, and and that's what he said. It's like you can't have your to take the your main character die in the half of the way. He does that whole thing, and they eventually dropped out. Which is funny though, because the movie we ended up with with Brian Singer, it ended with Freddie Mercury. It was a Freddie Mercury biopic. <laughs> it was exactly what I think Sasha Baron Cohen wanted. But no, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted the real nitty gritty. Mm-hmm, he yeah. he wanted a real. He was pushing for a real gritty story. He's like, don't don't gloss over and candy coat the debauchery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He you know he he's the kind of guy that's willing to go all there. And so we didn't get that with Bohemian Rhapsody. We sort of got a very Disney esque, glossed over, candy coated, very run of the mill music doc or biopic. I remember seeing something uh, recently that the the members of Queen are saying that they haven't been paid a dime for any of it for any of that movie. Something like that. Uh, I mean, how much are they really entitled to? It was Freddie Mercury's story. They were in it, so it's partially... Well, they're at least entitled to all the music rights, I would think. Yeah, uh, they, they had to have gotten paid for the music rights. I, yeah. There's probably more to that than I, than I know, but that uh, that movie, that movie's got a, a history of its own. Like, uh, the obviously, the Brian Singer shit hit the fan while that movie was... Mm-hmm. Uh, in production because that's when all the Me Too stuff happened and he had to bow out. Like, he got fired. Yeah. Why the fuck is that guy still, like, making movies? Like, is it just, uh, like... I don't think he's made a movie since then. He got fired from the studio. Who put out that movie? Was it Fox? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because he, he was a Fox guy. He was he's made, all, made a lot of the X-Men movies and stuff like that. And I want to say... It was uh, uh, Usual Suspects was probably a Fox movie. You know, I think a lot of those directors, you know, they 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 tend to make a lot of stuff with the same production company, and they actually legit fired him. And I mean, I'm interested to see what he's got working on since then. But if you noticed, it didn't affect the awards campaign for that movie that he was attached to it. They mm-hmm. the, the dance so. Brian Singer was a known name and a big enough director, but <laughs> I forgot about the scene. 
Yeah, it's funny. But I think I think since the movie itself was about Freddie Mercury, who was already a big enough name, they were able to just sort of like avoid his name. Yeah. It was enough to sell it. Because if you noticed, nowhere on the posters does it say Brian Singers. You know, they they he, he's on there like in fine print because he's still got director credit, even though he got fired, you know, three fourths into the filming and they had to hire someone else to do the last part of the movie. That guy didn't get any credit. Right. Mm-hmm. So they still had to give him his credit. Uh, but they fired him. So it's kind of weird. Uh, and he wasn't anywhere to be seen when it came down to the Oscars and all that stuff. And I guess there was horror stories. You know, there's there's all kinds of stories about him on set. And I guess even Rami Malek, the guy who played Freddie Mercury, even said being around him was uncomfortable. But maybe that's just extending to the whole while they were filming, all the Me Too shit was coming out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. But I think that, I think there was, uh, Mike, was there two rounds of that? uh maybe no 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 i'm thinking of a different thing that's the big one uh so i don't know that would be awkward because it's a lot like the mel gibson thing because mel gibson when his big one came out the second time he was a a media blitz storm and the whole drunk and you know you guys killed jesus that whole thing it's the cop when that (laughs) and and i don't know if it was ah that was the first one wasn't it yeah, something like that. Okay, the second one was really bad. The second one, he kind of almost survived the first one. The second one is when the the recordings of the phone call of him and his estranged wife got leaked by her. Uh, she got him, remember? Did you listen to that? I don't think so. Ooh, it's brilliant. It is YouTube brilliance. So it's on YouTube. It's all over the place. But she tapped the phone call, and she she used it against him, obviously, to get a divorce and uh, take him for half he had or whatever. I, I don't know if she got a lot of money out of that whole deal, but she, yeah, it's brutal dude, because he's got a temper on him. And there's this one particular scene that I remember, uh, in the phone call where she's talking about going out. They're already having a fight or a squabble about whatever. And I guess she's dressed a certain way and he's yelling at her. Like, you got to go out dressed like a fucking whore. He's like, you got to dress. He's like, he says, you're going to go out. And you're gonna get raped by a gang of N words. He said you're gonna. He, he said you're gonna go out and get raped by a gang of N words. What the fuck? And he's just in this rage. And then he also he threatens her life. Like I'm gonna fucking put you in a rose garden. I'm gonna bury you in a rose garden. Like fucking kill you. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Now, obviously, we don't have. I don't think we had the whole conversation, so we don't know what took him to that level of anger. And she clearly knew he was capable of getting to that level of anger and saying certain things if she knew the buttons to push. So I think both parties are kind of slimy in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's not a flattering phone call. And it's pretty humorous at the same time. But yeah, that's the one that did him in. Anyway, when all that shit came out, he was on the set of filming that Jodie Foster directed movie, The Beaver. And uh, jo- I, I, That's I, a great title. Yeah. Well, the movie's not that good if you've ever seen it. But... Is it about a fucking uh, chick whose beaver just fucking becomes sentient and starts fucking killing no. people? Just fucking. It's the sequel to Teeth. Exactly. No, it's this. It's about this guy that's just kind of hitting a nervous breakdown point, and all of a sudden he finds this beaver puppet, and he just kind of loses it a little bit and starts talking through this beaver puppet in a fake voice as as like two egos. Oh, it's a fucking story about the guy that played Uncle Joey. Yeah, it kind of is a Joey Gladstone biopic. That's interesting. But anyway, directed by Jodie Foster, and uh, somebody interviewed her into the future about like what it was like working with him when that happened. She's like, I felt terrible for him because they they've been friends forever, and she's like, he felt it it, it was weird. 
Like all of a sudden that shit's going on. You're on a movie set and all of a sudden you're public enemy number one. Even to the people. Can you imagine going to work that day? Pin drop. That's like, yeah, that's like if uh, some famous person was making this huge fucking monstrous triple A title and all of a sudden they got arrested for child porn. Uh, See, I'd be the guy on set that's like standing next to him at the water cooler like, so Mel. Any interesting phone calls lately? <laughs> well, can you imagine the all the people that were of African descent that worked on that film, whether it's on the set or in the cast or whatever? Dude, you can't. You can't. You can't show your... I think she basically had to go into his trailer and talk him off the ledge. Like, let's just finish this. <laughs> and I'm sure there was a big rally, alley rally with all the crew and a big p- apology there. Dude, it'd be horrible, but... He was fucking sitting there with a gun in his mouth when she showed up in his trailer that night, that day. Oh, he's like Martin Riggs. He's reenacting Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 the thing fucking fair in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, how do you feel about that? The 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 entrapment. So I think I think both parties are kind of scummy. I think she was kind of scummy. You know, I don't know the whole story. Of course, she wanted to ditch him for whatever reason and. She had to have a. Maybe it was for money. Maybe he really was abusive. Who knows what it was? He married some really young pop star from Russia, Oksana, right? And she was, gosh, she was like what? No older than thirty, if not in her twenties, right? So it doesn't sound to me like he. And Mel Gibson's got like twenty five kids, right? He's got a lot of children. Doesn't sound to me like he was too smart. I mean, don't don't. Something's not that's that smells that's skeptical anyway. She uh, fucking retard exploitation. Mel Gibson's retarded. She she exploited that. So well, I mean, so he clearly had a little bit. I think he clearly was drinking a little bit. He had some bo- not. He wasn't quite levels of drunk like he was on that night. He got pulled over. That was crazy. But he clearly had a little fuel in him, and I feel like she was manipulating that a little bit. So I think both parties are kind of at some kind of fault there. Oh, I don't know. They should got Bob Hoskins to play this guy before he died. Yeah, I'd suck Bob Hoskins' dick. He, you think? Uh, do you know how they have the Bollywood equivalents to other movies? Right? There's the Bollywood mm-hmm. version of Freddy Freddy Krueger and all this stuff. They should do a Bollywood version of the Mario Brothers movie and cast him. See, we could do the Bollywood version of uh, Freddy Krueger, but it's like two hours and thirty minutes long. It's like what? I think we should uh, play with that idea. <laughs> that would be so hard to set through. So we might have to do it in two parts, but that is a really good idea, man. Like, uh, I don't know if people are ready for the foreign exploitation yet, <laughs> but the thing is, is it doesn't affect us because we don't really listen to the movies very well. Anyway, we're, we keep it low. The sometimes it's muted completely and we're talking. So, and just kind of going off what we're seeing visually. So I think maybe a Bollywood Freddy Krueger might be kind of entertaining and might fuel some good banter. It's funny. He's got like a weird Jerry curl. He looks more like a fucking thriller era Michael Jackson with a Freddy glove on. Now, do they change the titles and do they change enough to avoid having to pay royalties or do they get permission? It's like, you know, it's got an official title. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw like a trailer for it and I saw like, I saw the movie online and it was over two hours long. I was like, I'm not watching this. Is it possible? Was it like on YouTube or something? Is it possible that that's a bloated Maybe. time? Maybe there's stuff around it. I don't know. I I, lo- I saw on the fucking IMDb that, yeah, the runtime's really long. You know what? I don't know about you, man, but that kind of smells like smash YouTube hit to me. 
Bollywood Nightmare on Elm Street commentary. It could be a big one. Yeah, I'd have to watch it for. We'll have to. Oh, we'll have to go through. Uh, well, do we really have to watch it before? Because I would want to. You would want to. You wouldn't have to. Because it's not like I can hear it anyway. I'm gonna have to read it the whole time. Because sometimes when I watch foreign movies, you got well, you stay so focused on it because you can't, you can't even blink because you'll miss some dialogue. I think they're talking in English. In it. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, that'd be extra funny, man. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, you remember me? Yeah, fucking the the, the dank ass uh, fucking uh, accents, like uh, fucking what's? It? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh no, yeah, this was this this was so funny. Did they not do this on the show, or am I getting it mixed up? They might have. They they did a similar bit like this on the show. I think I can't remember, but yeah, that's that's really funny. Did they just edit those those close ups of those photos in because her reaction Probably. her reaction is not uh, that of a woman who just saw those pictures? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like, well, they could be like, "Oh, uh, it's this culture. It's a different culture. I gotta just roll with the punches." I always love this scene. I always uh, I always think of this scene because uh, anytime you're talking to like old people, like you're uh, visiting like uh, relatives and they're older. And you said, like, what are you up to? And they're like, oh, I'm retard. They always pronounce it retard. They never say retired. It's like, oh, I'm retard. He does that thing where he's like, you're retard. Is it uh, mental or physical? I always want to do that back to him. <laughs> that picture, that uh, that photo we had, that guy had a really dark penis. You ever you ever in a locker room and you see a dude that has, like, a, a really dark penis, but the rest of his body's not? Yeah, or the dude with the dark penis, but then like the fucking it changes color halfway, and then it, it, it gets lighter towards the tip. <laughs> there's there's a color gradient. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really weird. Uh, I'm I'm one tone, baby. I don't know I don't know what was in the DNA punch when they were made, but that, that yeah, maybe they like uh, fucking they get in the tanning bed and they uh, they put a little uh, sock over the tip. Maybe like oh, but the, the, the tip is sensitive though. Maybe uh, maybe that was Michael Jackson's thing. Maybe, I wonder if he had a, a dark cock still. <laughs> That'd be dog. Has your opinion on the Michael Jackson thing swayed after all that documentary thing died down? Have you thought about it anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know uh, I saw an article or something like, oh, yeah, they're suing them over the documentary and uh, HBO pulled it from their uh, reruns or something. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just like standard fare whenever they're like, oh, yeah, uh, get rid of that because that could influence people on the jury trial or something. I don't yeah. know. I tend to think with stuff like that, that's an exploitive nature. I think there's a bit of truth and a bit of lie and everything. I right. Don't know. E- even in even in the, the case of these guys, like there's, I think, I don't know the the levels of it. Like maybe the truths aren't full blown pedophile, but maybe I don't know. But there has to be something that's factually inaccurate in that documentary, if anything. Yeah, it hasn't hurt him, dude. That documentary did nothing to his reputation. It got some people talking, but it was the same old story. Like go on Spotify, he still got like 50 million subscribers. It didn't sway really uh, his hardcores or anybody else. You know, I think most people don't give it. Like they're like, oh, he might be a piece of shit, but I'll still listen to him. I I think you know what I think is different. I think I think it's that he's dead. If he was alive, yeah. it'd be a little bit. Okay, obviously, if he was alive, he'd be able to defend himself. But it's not even just that. I think people take pleasure on dogpiling on someone that's living, and they can affect them. But I think since oh, yeah. I think that he's dead, it's like, ah, eh, you know what? Uh, whatever. You pass it off. But Michael Jackson, 
he's the only guy in the history of modern culture that's ever gotten a hard pass on that. Sleeping with boys. Oh. Like, it's weird. He's the only person. Nobody else would, would get that hard pass. Well, he's got a crazy childhood. That's what I'm saying, because I've always said, oh, no, listen, it's because Michael Jackson, you can't compare him to anybody else. He literally is an enigma. He's this one-of-a-kind type person in a one-of-a-kind lifestyle and situation. I, I, and I think that's part of it, and also mixed with the fact that people are just star-blind. It's Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. It's Michael Jackson. And obviously money influence and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I try not to let the, oh, he, he had a weird childhood. Get it. I'm sure everybody that does something fucked up had a weird childhood. True. So if he's a really, if he's really the pedophile that some people think he is, that was exactly his shtick. You know, and people were just blinded and letting it go past him. I, you know, whatever. Whether I think some people, if it happened, were... They knew it had was going on, but they were just subconsciously. I just thought, like, I have a, I have an out. Like, if if I ever do something fucked up, I could be like, hey, I, uh, I jacked off with some friends under a blanket once. Had a weird childhood. I watched a friend fuck a sister. Oh, that's a good one. No, 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 no. You got a whole book, and I'll vouch for you. I'll go on trial. I'll go on the stand and be like, dude, this guy <laughs> used to beat off a dog with his friend. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't do it. He did it. No, no. So we want to get you off the hook here. So we have to embellish a little bit. So. <laughs> So you might have watched him jack off a dog, but when I tell the story, it's going to be they were gangbanging the dog, both of them taking turns. Then they gangbang each other. Yeah, we played a game where we tried to we got as far away from each other as we could and tried to land the dog's jizz in our, each other's mouths. It was like a super soaker. That was our idea of fun. I was fucked up as a kid. And uh, yeah, you watched the sister, but so we have to change it. We have to make it worse. It was your sister. So, I mean, I'm not saying you have to, well... Then my sister's like, I don't feel uh, comfortable about that. Yeah, somebody's going to have to take one for the team. I mean, I think I think if you're going down for life, I think she needs to take one for the team and, and do something for you. I don't know how I'd ask her to do that. Uh, but yeah, you've got a lot of fucks. Up. But that's almost like, I don't think it would work, man, because didn't Kevin Spacey try that deflective tactic? When he came out, when all these people were accusing him, he's like, I'd like to announce that I'm a homosexual. Like, what the? F- no, come on. No. Yeah, that's not something fucked up that happened to you as a kid. That's just. <laughs> yeah. It was so it was deflecting, though. Like, I want to get this. I want to get this community supportive. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do with that. Like, wait a second. He would have had to add on to it. Like, oh, yeah, I, uh, my fucking mom was uh, crazy. and She sent me to, like, uh, conversion therapy. I got shock treatment or something. That fucked me up. Yeah, something. He's completely fallen off the grid, too. But yeah, man, I mean, people, there's people that'll talk about, oh, man, famous people, fuck them. They're just people. And to a degree, I I get it. But I I think there's something when a famous person walks into a building, man, the the energy changes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think when Michael Jackson would do that, okay, allegedly, I don't know if, or I can't say for sure if he did or not, but. Let's say if he wanted to do it, fuck yeah, Michael Jackson could do it. R. Kelly could tie a whole bunch of people up in his fucking basement and piss on him and do whatever to him, right? Yeah, there, there, there was a recent documentary about R. Kelly too. It was a like made for it was like a episodic TV one though. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And he went on. He's, now he's the meme. He goes on Good Morning America and he's crying like a bitch. Yeah, and that whole thing. fucking uh, O.J. Simpson came to Twitter recently, and some fucking some genius fucking uh, basically made an O.J. Simpson uh, Twitter parody, fucking indistinguishable from his real one. I I got fooled by it. 
Like he, uh, fucking Joe OJ's is like real OJ Simpson. This guy used a zero instead of an O. And uh, OJ, I don't think, is verified yet either. So I was fucking like, oh shit. Uh, like he was like, he posted one like, if I could go back in time and not kill my wife, I wouldn't. Oh, oh you, you sent that to me, I think. <laughs> I was, I was like, holy shit, that, uh, I, I found out it wasn't like, after like five minutes but like but he wouldn't you wouldn't put it past him because i mean <laughs> because his attitude since those murders and it's he's very exploitive right he's exploitative he's he's trying to make a buck every which way doing distasteful things i wrote a book if i did it it's not saying i did it but if i did it, this is how i would have done it now did you see a year or so ago when when fox news released that footage of him doing the press back then for the book and they never aired it back when the book came out because it left him feeling so grimy that we can't we can't put out a push for this book and you know it's not gonna make us look good i would have fucking just uh released it unedited like yeah uh buy the book if you want but listen to what he said he's fucking weird no they did they released it unedited years later like last year i would have done it would have happened is what i'm saying did you watch it though did you watch that footage yeah it was fucking weird i don't remember much about it though yeah it was really creepy like the, the, it's an in one ear out the other fucking generation now we forget shit dude, so easy the woman interviewing him she's got this look on her face the whole time like i am sitting next to a cold-blooded killer and he's unraveling right before my eyes mm-hmm. the stuff he was saying was ridiculous because he was going into vivid detail on how he would have killed his wife and he kept and he kept saying shit that you know what i'm saying like say like you, you have to keep speaking in that perspective like oh if i would have did it i would have done this i would have walked through the cat i would have stabbed this a really odd defense. He made a couple of like slips in, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you mean you did? I mean, I mean, I, if, and it was just like getting really uncomfortable. Yeah. This is a fucked up. This, this is the scene. Notice his dick disappears as soon as he lets go of it. He's got one of those stomach vaginas. I know. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes you ever see those people that are really chubby and like, uh, their fucking like dick looks like they just like pulled it up over their gut. It's like, where is their dick? I don't see any bulge. It's just, it's just like a fucking, uh, there's a great seat of the toxic avenger. See, look how big his dick is. That's dog. He's got a fucking massive dog. Was it bleeped out in the theatrical? Yeah, I think they're embellishing on the size of it a bit. I think he said oh, so on the commentary. That's so funny. Well, <laughs> dude, are his eyebrows real? They can't be. Uh, I was going to say, there's a you've never seen uh, fucking Toxic Avenger uh, 4, the second one, that the, the only other one that Lloyd Kaufman came back to film. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Came back to film. And there's a great scene where uh, fucking the, the really fat dude that's in a bunch of uh, trauma movies, they call him uh, Joe Flyshaker. He, like, died recently. Oh. A lot of people were like... Oh. A lot of people are like, I think that's Mike Hertz. You never see Mike Hertz. It's always like, oh, a Lloyd Kaufman and Mike Hertz production. I think that's Mike Hertz. And they kind of fan the flames of that by having him play Mike Hertz sometimes. But apparently it's not him. And uh, he died recently. But there's a great scene in uh, Toxie 4 where uh, his uh, Toxie's girlfriend is like rubbing his dick. And it's just like a shot of like one of those dicks that's just looks like his stomach like a winnie the pooh stomach underneath yeah. his pants and she's just rubbing <laughs> it like she's rubbing the buddha's stomach uh, it looks like it's so funny this guy i mean this guy's got one of those things going on where it looks like his stomach is a giant camel toe and maybe his dick if he's lucky is like a clit <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah yeah like his dick uh pokes out like a turtle head or something oh look push look the- at his jugs look at yeah he's got a nice set that's not bad 
Dude, like if those are on a chick, you'd be fooled. That's a solid D cup. Gosh, man. Uh, all I can think about. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> There's always one guy like that trying to not make eye contact. You do something weird in the elevator. You ever fart on an elevator? Yep. And, uh, oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. He's got, he literally has three stomachs. <laughs> Dude, I'm not trying to, like, shame or make fun of him, but he clearly knows it's funny, and that's why he's in the movie. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Dude, when they were having the 69 scene on the bed, all I could think about was, dude, his ass has to smell so bad because it's right in his face. <laughs> There's no way he get he's get so many dingles cut caught in that hair of his. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't remember what we were talking about before that <laughs> before that whole scene. I don't know, we were talking about celebrity culture and I I just think at the end of the day, uh obviously I'm not blaming victims or anything. But there's, isn't it weird how it's just ingrained in DNA for people to want to like fuck stars and get close to stars and let stars be uncomfortable with them to start with, you know? Yeah. yeah like, you know, with the, 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 it goes back all the way to God knows when with people lining up in groupies, you know, group. I don't mm-hmm. think it's really a rock scene thing anymore. It's probably big in the rap world, but people still do it, man. There's always people lined up outside a tour bus that just want to blow their favorite celebrity or musician. It's weird to think about. Yeah, it is weird. I don't. I was like, what? What's the takeaway there? You get to brag to your friends. Imagine being in that position. Yeah, like imagine being uh, the drummer of a band. It's like, would you? Uh, it seems like, oh, I wouldn't fucking do that. It's weird, but it's like, would you in the moment? You get caught up in that fucking. They're worshiping you, like they think you're better than a normal guy. Clearly, a lot of people do, man. I mean, a lot of people kind of get corrupted by it, by the fame and stuff. I think. I think, yeah, a lot of people can. Mm-hmm. there's stories there's stories about um some musicians or whoever that are are portrayed as the biggest bad boys and they're really tame and then some of the goody two-shoes that are like got the clean cut image you know like your people in your boy bands your pop stars that are just total deviants yeah. and they're that'd be uh that'd be a, a good podcast a former uh groupie dishes out all the fucking dirt on the people oh I, i'd love to do it there's that <laughs> one i think that one that made like a documentary where she like holds the record she dated so many stars she fucked everybody and she she fucked rock stars and collected those memories and oh she would collect the plaster casts yeah i remember that yeah she, yeah, she collected dick casts like normal concert goers collect copies of the set list mm-hmm. or or ticket stubs or something it's weird she might have been the one that said that Lenny Kravitz had the 11 and a half, 11 and a half inch cock, but she fucked Jimi Hendrix. She's way too old. Yeah, she fucked. She had Jimi Hendrix's dick. That's fucking. Uh, that's epic. Could she play the Star Spangled Banner with it though, like a flute? You know, <laughs> put some holes in it. Imagine being able to say, "I, I sucked Jimi Hendrix's cock." Yeah, maybe that's exactly what they're going for. That's that's the allure. You just nailed it, right? So, how many people? can really say right now that, oh, yeah, I blew Jim Morrison, a guy that's been dead forever, and he's kind of... Yeah. Once once her, like, tally gets so big, though, you'd have to start doubting some of her stories. It's like, are you mixing that up with another guy? Because you did a lot. Well, to be fair, if somebody had that many crazy stories, you'd think the whole thing was a sham and a lie. Like, you're crazy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think you'd do that to anybody. Like, even if a regular person said, Oh, you know, I fucking rimmed John Bon Jovi one day after a tour on the slippery when wet circuit, you'd be like, Fuck you, no. And his asshole was slippery when I'm wet. Yeah. You'd be like, No, get the get out of Dodge. You did not. 
Yeah, I remember hearing these guys were pretty pissed off when the movie came out. Oh, uh, because they fuck it, they go on like a weird tirade. These like frat bro dudes. I don't remember what they say. I, I don't either. This guy, that guy looks like the drummer from a fucking uh, a band. No, I was gonna say the guy with the the golf hat there, the visor. He looks like the dude that lights Jason on fire in Freddy vs. Jason. Fuck you. Yeah, I was gonna uh, see. You, you didn't notice, but I said that guy looks like the drummer of a band. I was gonna say Zayo, and then I, I didn't because I knew you were gonna. Why the fuck do you always bring them up? Because <laughs> you did last time I said their name. You guys always bring up Zayo. It's always with Max on. I don't know who Zayo is. <laughs> they were like a. They were one of those Christian uh, metalcore bands from the 2000s. Zayo sounds like a Gozer worshiper. Yeah, it's some kind of Greek word. I forget what it means. Yeah. What do they talk about? It means alive, I think. What do they talk about? Were you guys into Christian metal? That whole metal core, Christian core? We were, yeah. That's interesting coming from, really, was it the music or was it the message? Were you a Christian uh, family? It was one of those things that I didn't even know until, like, I didn't know they were religious, and then I found out later. I watched a video, I think Mac posted it on social media, somebody, it was actually yesterday or today, somebody commented on one of his pictures, you know, those little close-up shots he does from an angle where he's got highlights in his hair and it makes him look like a Revlon model? Somebody commented, like, Oh, with all your tasks, you look like you should learn to play guitar. That like they didn't know him very well, I guess. And of course, he posts uh, links to his old band. What Visions of Scion is what it's called. Oh yeah, we never mentioned that on podcast before. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the one. I mean, it's still on his like social media. Like guitar player works at Visions of Scion. Are they even a thing? Yeah, he probably just forgot about changing it. But anyway, he 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 play. He showed. Uh, I, I think maybe it was like audio clip and then one was a live show they played at what looks like a vfw hall it looks like you know whatever and uh the singer was even saying like i want everybody to know like this next song and i guess the next song had like some kind of a questionable title but i guess it really had two meanings he's like i want everybody to know first that we are a christian band we are a christian rock band yeah were they a christian there's a band called there was a band called under oath i remember uh yeah i know i heard them and, and back brings a, a dvd got and we're watching it also they're like i just want to let you guys know we do what we do in the name of jesus christ and i was like what the fuck <laughs> i was like i didn't even picture like i knew they had to say that at some point but just hearing it was like what the fuck that's goofy we do what we do in the name of Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So, but were they like labeled? Like, were they part of that? Were they a Christian rock metalcore band or? Yeah, they were. No, I'm talking about the Mac band. Ah, I think so. Oh wow, is Mac Christian or is he just playing guitar for him? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting though. I, I was for a while too. Oh, for a while, what happened? Um, I, I just, uh, I just got to the point where I was like, uh, I'm not convinced there is, uh, they're definitely, I don't know, I guess I, I would say I'm agnostic, but there's people that are like, oh no, if, uh, the agnosticism, that's, uh, something that you know, uh, this is a different thing. Uh, if, if you can't say that, you know, for certain, or you believe there's a God, then you're an atheist. No. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, well, I can't say that I know for certain there's a God. So agnostic, you don't know. You don't know, and yeah. you're not certain. You're open, but you don't know. Uh, I'd say a lot of people are like that. I'd say I hope there is. That'd be donk uh, to fucking uh, die and uh, not die. Because it'd be like, station. you'd find Station up there and Einstein. You could play a uh, hangman with them or whatever. Yeah, family members. But it just, it's one of those things that it sounds too good to be true. Nothing's that good in life. Yeah, but isn't the whole world too good to be true, really, then? I mean, think about it. I, uh, You know, uh, we're, we're told these stories 
about Noah and an ark and all these re- Jonah and the whale and a heaven and all these things. Uh, and it sounds like it came out of a fantasy novel, but I mean, think about it. What's above our heads. We have a solar system. We have a hot burning source of energy, a big ball of fire. All that stuff is pretty fantastical too. Like if that stuff didn't exist above your head and we were having this conversation about that stuff, like, Oh, back in the day, there used to be a big giant sun, this big flaming ball of, of whatever. And these star, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. That sounds like a fairy tale, but if we couldn't see this, though, we probably wouldn't believe it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the way we approach it. But since it's literally above our heads and we've been reading about it in every science book ever since the, you know, the second that we went to any kind of school, they're lying though. We're so flat hashtag, but I'm saying we're numb to it. We're numb. You don't think about it. I'm like, really? It's like these people that question to me, something in the old Testament, a lot, most of it doesn't have anything on what's above our heads. Like, how is that like crazy sounding? Like look above us. All that stuff exists. So I understand why people are agnostic, but I mean, you got to at least have an open mindset to like dude there's something bigger out there right wow. regardless regardless what you th- where you think the source is there's something bigger out there than just our planet and and how all this stuff came to be and stuff i personally don't subscribe to the big bang theory because then it's the chicken or the egg situation right it's just there's there's no end to it like at the end of the day somebody's still having quote unquote faith in whatever it is their theory is and see, uh, I always thought that if somebody believed in God, the Big Bang Theory would be the biggest uh, fucking evidence for that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't stop there. People that believe in the Big Bang, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that original piece of matter or whatever that exploded, right? And who's to say that there's not a coexisting thing going on? Like maybe God, maybe I, I've I've thought about that too. I mean, I'm not some like crazy scientist guy, or I'm not trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. But what if? Let's entertain the idea of a Big Bang. What if that was the first day, let there be light? Yeah, what if that was God busting a fat-ass nut? I mean... And we're the nut. You, you're basically saying what I'm saying in your own Zach kind of way, right? <laughs> like, that. What if, what if the whole first day, God said, let there be light? What if that wasn't something like the Big Bang? You know, the snapping of the fingers and bam. Because, you know, God creates life... He creates life through some kind of action. So I get it. God created you, me, and created your nephews, your nieces, your brothers and sisters. But those brothers and sisters were still begat of some kind of like marriage and sex and all that stuff, right? And they grew in a womb in the whole thing. Hey, it does say he invented uh, he invented light before he invented the sun. You could spit that. You could be like, hey, that was the big bay. This is a great scene, by the way. Yeah, it is. But what I'm saying is like, God, it never really painted a picture like God blinked his eyes and it just happened. There was always something, right? He created vegetation. He created plants. He created uh, animals that, you know, we get our food from and we get our clothing from. And he creates people, but people still make the other people. There's still a product. Some. So it's not, it's not weird for me to think that God didn't just blink his eyes and, and light happened, that maybe he created something that caused it, like a Big Bang or whatever. Or the nut. I like my idea better. The big nut theory? Yeah. Hashtag big nut theory? Big nut. Hashtag big nut theory. Maybe that can go on a a, a future Mac and Zach shirt. Fuck yes. The big nut theory. You ever heard, hear a uh, Gail Cord Schuler on YouTube? No, who's that? Is that? She's a fucking crazy person. Uh, she, you just look up her videos about the new cocky. The new cocky. The new cocky. I'm scared to ask, but... 
It's a big fucking uh, semen bomb. Okay. That fucking explodes and gets uh, everybody pregnant. I forget the, the the logic behind it, but she's a fucking nut. No pun intended. I don't think she's trolling. That's funny. Yeah. I still think though, man. I still my dream for Deep End, which by the way, uh, still working on the. Uh, we'll have to do it next week. I want to talk to Bat Thirty Two. Uh, didn't have time this week. Maybe uh, I need to get his information from you. I mean, I don't even mind messaging him, but I'd like to do that next week if you're free to join. Uh, but I, I think that's going to be a great conversation about the porn stance. I would like to talk to a flat earther. I want to get Michael Bauer on the fucking show. Legit. Well, it's funny because uh, you talk to the, there, there's a bunch of that fucking like they're so ingrained in this horse shit that they and they listen to other people that are really fucking good at so, like just fucking playing in these fucking uh, bullshit seeds. They're like, oh, they could be convincing to some people. Well, some people like to say things like Christianity or, or a big ruse, but Okay, I'm going to ignore that for a second. Dude, Flat Earthers, this legit sounds like something a couple of stoners came up with and they were trolling and it just got out of control. Like, I I listen to, uh, there's a show called Non Sequitur Show where they bring on, like, they, for a while they were doing, uh, Flatter Day Nights and it was always like, (laughs) oh, we're going to have Flat Earthers debate. We're going to bring, there's this guy called Red's Rhetoric on YouTube that he's like one of the go to uh, debunkers of Flat Earth. Because uh, like he'll he'll go out and actually spend money and buy like oh uh, th- there's like a theory on the flat Earth that like oh yeah all these uh, pictures that show a curve in the Earth that's just because they're using a fisheye lens you got to get this uh, this uh, p- specific camera uh, because it doesn't have a fucking lens distortion so he'll buy that camera and he'll go like to this you know parts of the U S or wherever where oh yeah if you're up uh, high on this uh, this part you can kind of see uh, and then he'll take a picture and be like oh. Yeah, yeah, this is your camera choice. Why? Why are you seeing that? You're not supposed to see that. And then they, they basically just like, oh, well, that, that's a fake picture, fake news. Yeah, like uh, they ask them why they believe it. There, there are some people that are, they, they talk about. Oh, yeah, I believe it because it's a literal fucking, uh, it's a literal interpretation of what it says in the Bible. Do you think that I should? Tr- should I do that? Should I get Michael Bauer on Deep End? That would be dog. I, I guarantee you I could do it. And I, I wouldn't treat it like a dude. I would treat him no different than John Milan or whoever. He's not a celebrity to me. I just want to talk to him. And yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'd have to try and approach it. I can't be combative, right? I can't be like, dude, you're fucking weird. And you got, you got daddy issues and you, uh, went on a drunk tirade talking about your micro penis. And, uh, I, I can't do all that. I have to come at it, you know, Hey, that's the guy from that uh, brand new album cover. Okay. Hey, is that uh, is I figured I'd bring up a band you definitely don't know. I've heard the name. <laughs> well, yeah, you can hear that name anywhere. You buy something uh, new and uh, you hear that. But I've heard the name. Hey, but is his uh, is that his wife, the one chick with the short blonde hair? I don't know. That uh, I've seen her live. She's a comedian named Lunell or Lunell. I've I watched her at a comedy club one night. Lou Wynell. I don't know, but she she was pretty funny. But I don't remember if she shows up again in the movie. Or no, I'm thinking of uh thinking of the guy that co wrote uh Saul. What's his name? Lou Winnell. Oh yeah. Hey, so we got a, a a sizable amount of comments. Do you mind if I start reading a couple? Go for it, Bible. So we have a new listener. Well, I don't know if you're a new listener, but I think you're a new commenter by the name of Garrett Arispe. I think that's how you say that. It could be that you could be silent, but Garrett Arispe, 
Uh, he comments on the Tombstone commentary. Uh, the first inaugural kickoff episode of our stash exploitation. He says, another one you guys should do is a commentary on is the original Kubrick version of the shining since the new Dr. Sleep movie is coming out soon later on this year. Uh, and he's also saying, can you guys that, go ahead? That trailer got me kind of excited. I didn't watch it yet. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that it was going to actually, it's not going to connect. It, yeah. We hear all the stories like, oh yeah, fucking, uh, you know, King hates fucking Stanley Kubrick's movie. So of course, like he's got fucking, you know, say over what's going on now. He's not going to want this to be a sequel to The Shining, but it looks like it's a fucking sequel to The Shining. So maybe they're taking liberties. I don't know if the book's like that at all or what. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I'll have to watch it as soon as we're done recording this. But I think that's a great idea. I know you guys did The Shining on Josh James, the R-rated horror podcast, and that was one of his better that was probably his best episode he's ever done with you and Wazell and it was a lot of fun uh it was a dog commentary i've always felt like the shining might be a better cinema anima type movie because it is kind of a long i don't know how you guys did it but yeah but we'll figure it out we have to do some we have to show some kind of love to the shining in in, in some medium and we'll we'll definitely do that uh garrett also says can you guys also do a commentary for child's play three and also seed of chucky not to get a little off topic on this video but still question mark uh, we haven't done child's play three on this channel yet mac and zach did child's play three so in the meantime you guys can do that but i do want to do child's play three with you i remember liking that one I remember thinking I was a good commentary. It was, but as much as I would normally want Mac to be on that one, since you guys already did it together, I think we need a different third person just for a different dynamic on it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe somebody like Josh James, we can get Riverman on, or or, or somebody like that. Uh, I think that'd be cool. And uh, see to Chucky, that's your that's the bane of your existence. I'd do it. I'd do it. I would too. Yeah. The thing is, the see to Chucky is a terrible movie, and everybody talks about that, but it's not. It's not an unwatchable movie. Like, it's so stupid. And there's, if you're going to be a dumb movie, at least have a pace about it and have stuff happening that's dumb. It's not an unwatchable movie, but to be fair, there's not a lot of movies I would call unwatchable. I could watch pretty much anything. But at least there's something happening throughout the movie. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of beats. Oh, this is when he's taking her? Yeah. Let me kind of look at this. See, dude, no, that's like assault, dude. She had to have known. She had to have known. Yeah. And, and I don't think she. it's that hard to act because she's in a bag and she just has to scream. I, and, and to be honest with you, even if you know that's coming, you're, it's probably easy to still kind of have that reaction, right? Even though you know it's coming. Yeah, wait, didn't she know Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, wait, no. See, I'm mixing her up with fucking Madonna because Madonna had that music video where Ali G was in it. Music, yeah. Yeah, no. Why, how the fuck did I mix them up? They're nothing alike. Yeah, this is this is total assault. I mean, there's she she knew about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's still funny though. Uh, but no, hey, and he didn't get really hurt because like he probably would have. Yeah, because she's she's a pretty big even at the point where she wasn't really doing a lot. She was still pretty. She's still, a I would say household name. She's still somehow like a list, even though she's not in a lot. She's not a list, dude. To be a list, you got to be in the movies and stuff, dude. Uh, yeah, I guess she. But she's a household name. Everybody knows her. She's a pop culture, you know, pop culture stamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, Garrett, thank you so much for listening. And if you are new to the channel, thanks. Uh, and hopefully you're going to go back and look at all the videos that we posted. We got shit tons of content on the site. And uh, like I said, the Mac and Zach save the world shows also on the network, you know, whether you're on YouTube or if you're also on the podcast uh, uh, mediums as well, uh, they did child's play three. If you want to watch that to tide yourself over. So we got a lot of shows for you to dig into. So thank you. 
uh, I'm going to read a, a comment I got on an old interview I did. I did an interview with Scout Taylor Compton way back in the day, uh, actually at the Bow to the King convention. And uh, we were talking about Halloween 3 because at the time, Halloween 3 was still a go, maybe. With Rob Zombie. So everybody that wants to watch that interview, you can watch that and think, man, this is before Eric got kicked in the nuts. If only he knew what was laid in front of him just a couple hours from here. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, this person, this person's obviously a, a Halloween fan person and they, uh, cause they have a, they have a, their avatar is that of, you know, that Michael Myers from the first movie in the Rob Zombie flick and he's got that orange paper mache mask. Mm-hmm. That's their avatar. And their, their name here is Michael audrey myers okay so i don't know male female they say the only thing that fucked us up was rob zombie not being a part not being a part of halloween 3 and then we forget about it in like many years bro holy shit fucking nothing like holy shit well there wasn't a halloween 3 to be a part of to be fair yeah yeah so i i don't know i think uh the second one was so bad they had to abandon ship I I, i can't remember if that got like um, if that did as well as the first one, I, I want to say probably not since they never went forward with three. No, it didn't do nearly as well. Even opening weekend. That looks like a midget version of, uh, what's his name next to him? Spicoli. Oh, <laughs> Sean Fenn. Yeah. No, dude, it did. I don't know the exact figures, but you know, if the first one opening weekend did like 20, 25 million, the, the next one did like eight to 10. Right. And you know, horror movies make all their money in the first weekend, maybe two. Because it drops off 50% second week. It made no money. So Mm -hmm. it was a big disappointment. Uh, Mutineer, he comments on, Zach, your Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 pick. Commentary. Dog film. Yep. Mutineer says, at the seven minute mark, he says, Marilyn Manson was always pretty lame. Rob Zombie is fun, though, in a stupid sort of way. He's giving us timestamps, which is great. Uh, At the 18 minute mark of that podcast, he says, yeah, this movie's cast was a checklist of every 90s cliche stock actor, which sort of annoyed me at first. But I think the director enjoyed hoisting each stereotype by its own petard in such a way that made it fun. More a commentary on the hype uh, surrounding the first film than a real sequel, which at least is not cookie cutter form formula sequelitis and then lastly well lastly he says at the one hour 21 minute mark and 30 second he's like proving to us that he sticks around for the whole show thank you he says this doesn't live up to the great original which what you think about that uh, i don't like the original that much really it's it's one of those movies that like oh yeah you could watch it once and then i can never watch it again did he make some fair points though yeah Okay. That's a mutineer. He's, he's a dog. You know what's funny is I never even liked Marilyn Manson until uh, I remember one time I found out, like, oh, yeah, Trent Reznor, he wrote uh, most of, uh, like, Antichrist Superstar and uh, maybe, like, the two after that. And I was like, really? So they're really like Nine Inch Nails albums, uh, kind of, in a way. In a way. And then I gave him a chance. So maybe, it was, I don't know if it was just like, oh, uh, I just had to give him a chance. I don't know. He's got mustache, mustache plantation. Cupcake got a new Twinkie coming out. <gasps> you just did that. Bad motherfucker. Yeah, I almost coughed, but I, I saved it. Saved myself. Mutineer was on a bit of a revival binge because he also commented on paranormal activity commentary we did. And uh, a lot of comments here in timestamps. He says at the one minute, 20 minute mark. So this is supposed to be during our intro. He says, leave Anna alone. Did we make fun of Anna Paquin or something or teeth or what do we say? I don't know. He said, he said, this Blair Witch wannabe can fuck the right off. I'm sure you guys are going to make it funny, though, because he absolutely what hates movie them. was that? We're, we're doing a paranormal activity on this. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he had confidence in us that we were still going to make it fun. So we appreciate that. Did you see they're making a Blair Witch video game? I did. That's kind of weird now. There was some buzz. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, there was some buzz. Uh, I remember I, I got I got kind of excited because there was I follow uh, 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 some Silent Hill thing, and I uh, the main character. I guess people were like, "Oh, that looks a lot like fucking Jay's from Silent Hill." Dude, are they remaking it? There was like a little brief moment where that was kind of like. I was seeing that, and then quickly it was like, oh, no, never mind. Isn't that kind of like the equivalent of all of a sudden announcing a PS4, I know what you did last summer video game? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, especially after that last movie, which was abysmal. Yeah, I still didn't watch it. I own it. I bought it on the real super cheap, but it sucks. Oh. It's in the voodoo. I might I put it in there, I'm sure. Maybe, is that how you watch it? Spoiler alert. No, don't spoil well, it. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. The ending is really lame. Yeah, I bet Check it, it is. Hey, Mutineer also said he quoted you. He so now at this he said that last comment at the very start of it. The movie can fuck off, but I've got faith that we're gonna make it entertaining and funny. So seventeen minutes and fifteen seconds in, clearly we want him over because he's quoting you, which I remember this being really funny in the commentary. He just goes, Fuck numbers. They never did nothing for me. It was just one of those weird Zachisms where you just picked they don't. A, you, you just picked out a word that meant nothing in the commentary and made it something. Uh, now mutineer he gives us another comments as well and this one's 42 minutes 42 and minutes and 30 seconds in so he gives us a big spiel he says time for dream stories we must have been talking about uh uh remember you were talking about when we talking about like dreams and in, in, in what's it called like sleep paralysis and stuff maybe oh yeah something like that maybe he says i did the sleep paralysis thing once no monsters in the room but still pretty freaky once I dreamed Chucky was wandering around my house and ended up under my bed and stabbed me in the back through the bed. I woke up with a horrible pain and arching up from my bed like Linda Blair in the spider walk scene. Uh, speaking of Linda, also had a dream of Reagan uh, was chasing me around in some dark place, but I kept getting split. Uh, yeah, split second flashes of my real house brightly lit. Uh, found out when I woke up that I had really been running all over my house sleep running while my family was freaking out and trying to stop me. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, I thought he was going to go to like a Linda Blair in the 80s story. Like, speaking of Linda, I calmed when I watched Savage Streets. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, she had, a, she had an amazing rack. Uh, my favorite, though, he says, was when I first saw Day of the Dead lay down in the middle of the day and I fell asleep. I woke up and wandered into the living room and heard someone at the front door messing around, opened the door, and it was my great-grandmother, except she was a rotting zombie lurching towards me. That's awesome. Woke up again in the exact same place with serious deja vu, nervously wandered back into the living room, waiting for noises at the front door. Yeah, it's pretty messed up, man. Uh, not to go on a tangent about all that stuff because we talked about it before, but I've had those cre crazy fever dreams, man. It's insane. I've had dreams that, uh, what I thought were dreams that might have been like uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember one where I, like, I was laying on the bed on my stomach and I, uh, for some reason, I thought like uh, somebody just sat on the bed next to me and I could, like, I went to like look and I couldn't. So that's what makes me think like, oh, it might have been sleep paralysis. I, I might have been half asleep, half awake. And then I remember one where like uh, I was hearing noises under my bed and I saw like a bloody hand come up over the bed. I couldn't move. That's crazy. That sounds like it. Yeah. So, Whenever there's like a, a lack of motion, man, I think that's usually a. So that could have been it, but I always figured like I was just dreaming completely. But I guess technically, yeah, you can be somewhat awake, but still be dreaming. So you're seeing what's around you, but you're it's still like being influenced by the dream. Yeah, that's the way I've always thought of it. And and mutineer, 
you may have mentioned the Chucky thing because I, I might have I might have said this in the commentary, but maybe I'll say it again, but I can't remember. But I had a Chucky dream very similar uh, where he was running around the place and then he was under my bed, except he didn't stab me through the mattress in my back. He stabbed me in my sometimes dad is better, you know, behind my foot under the bed, just like Gage. Yeah. So Achilles tendon, the Achilles tendon. That's right. That's what I was looking for. And it was dude, as that was when I was a kid, that was when I was probably four and five years old back in the era where I had my buddy dolls and stuff. I, I was four. And dude, that was so scary as a kid. So uh, Freddie and Chucky and Pennywise, they were legit scary to little kids as like entry level horror. Mm-hmm. They, they did the trick for sure. But uh, Hey, thanks man. Uh, we appreciate all the love you're giving us and all the posting on tombstone commentary. Uh, our boy David Capper, he says, as always, great episode. Suggestions for Stash Floitation 2.0. He says, number one, Zardos, a crazy 70s sci-fi starring Sean Connery in a Borat-style bikini diaper and his crazy post-bond handlebar stash. Huh, I never said never seen it. <laughs> Sounds pretty fun. He says, Super Mario Brothers starring Bob Hoskins and his Nintendo approved. See, people keep forgetting we did that. I, I must have forgot to put it on the fucking Yeah. Thing, like I said. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'll we'll comment on that. He says Super Mario Brothers starring Bob Hoskins and his Nintendo approved push brew mustache. But maybe you guys have done that flick already. Yeah, so I'm gonna stop. There's more to this message, but I'll say this. I'm actually impressed because that just tells us that even guys like Capper who tend to listen every week, they jump on at a certain point, right? And then mm-hmm. at that point, there's still like a backlog of stuff before they heard about us. And uh, even though you guys are listening to all these episodes, there's still more. We have that much content. So I'm proud to say that. You know, what's funny is uh, whatever I was editing that to put up, because I went ahead and added the new song and everything. So Capper's on the fucking, uh, that episode, technically. Did you explain that on a podcast? Why don't you tell him one more time if we didn't? Just- yeah, like uh, that was going to be a uh, throwback or uh revival classics. And then I went to look up the original like airtime because I always put that in the notes and it, it wasn't on the fucking BTM podcast feed. It was only on YouTube. So I figured I must have forgot to do it. I don't know how. And then uh, you said, well, is, is it possible that like uh, fucking recordings got like dropped? And I said, I hope not. But yeah, it might have been my fuck up. It might have been uh, their fuck up. I can't tell. But but it was funny because when I was editing it, I noticed there was a, a, a part where we were silent just watching the movie for at least like 40 seconds. And I was like, that doesn't go. That does not happen now. <laughs> We must have gotten better. Yeah, it's 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 pretty old, but it's a. I, I have fond memories of it. And if you guys uh, like that, we also have a what we call the five minute versions of the movies. And Zach did a few of them. They're real time consuming, so uh, people really like them. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those things that I think if we were able to keep doing them, they would eventually hit pretty big because they're pretty cool. But they're they're so time consuming. But we did one that might be the first one ever that Zach did a five minute super Mario brothers movie. And it's hilarious. So look that up. It's on our ch- uh, YouTube channel only. Those aren't on iTunes, obviously, because it's, vid- it's company by video and uh, y- you do a lot of funny shit. It's, it's really funny. I still laugh mm-hmm. at it. I still laugh that you sync the whole monkey thing with a uh, Koopa saying it. So check that mm-hmm. out. And let us know what you think of that. Uh, David Kappa. And he also says number three, King of comedy. He says De Niro sports a John Waters style pencil stash as he portrays a mentally unstable comic who kidnaps his idol in hopes of becoming a star. That's a good movie, man. I wouldn't mind doing that. It's funny. Like uh, he mentioned two of the mustache things we end up doing in that. And uh, I noticed that 
after we already had the movies picked out, but before we actually did them. Wait, are you talking about Borat and Mario? Yeah, he mentioned Borat, and then he mentioned John Waters. Oh, and John Waters, you're right. So I'm all, dude. I, eventually, we got to knock out the Scorsese shit, anyway, right? There was there was actually a John Waters joke I wanted to put, I wanted to lay there, but I completely forgot to make it. I was like, what if we were uh, fucking? Uh, what if we got it all wrong? And John Waters has been fucking appropriating blackface this whole time, but I was going to call it black lip. Is he wearing black lip? Didn't you send me a picture of a digital blackface? Was that a fucking app? Yeah, I was. I was doing the fucking uh, the the uh what's that called uh snapchat and they have this face swap one where it swaps a face with something in your phone oh god pictures that i happen to have like a picture of shaquille o'neal or something <laughs> saved and it, it, that came up and i was like oh that's digital blackface i was like i'm gonna fucking die. i'm gonna be canceled for this that's ridiculous man and lastly number four super troopers he says the whole cast almost sports beautifully law enforcement mustaches uh from which they derive all their power quotes i've seen that movie one time when it came out and i remember liking it i never watched it i know it's got a cult following and i know as you said it's got the guy from cabin fever he says this one could be difficult because this film is such a cult comedy mustache powerhouse like anchorman but i think you two could pull it off Thanks, man. See, I remember seeing that movie and wanting to grow a mustache because of that movie, but I couldn't at the time. Hey, man. Uh, well, I mean, a movie with that much influence mixed with us, a podcast with all this influence? Fuck. It's it's a match made. And uh, I, I'd, I'd be down for it 100%, man. So thank you. I Capper, you're probably the leading listener as far as uh, suggestions go. You give us so many great suggestions, and uh, we've definitely picked uh, quite a few of them, so keep those coming. Uh, Mutineer, dude, on the Tombstone commentary, he gives you some praise. He says, best thumbnails in the business. Hell yes. Uh, see, I fucking dropped the ball the last one. I, I, I had no idea, so I just used a fucking generic picture from a, a still of the movie. Yeah, that was weird. That was very unzack. What happened? You'd think yeah, that would I be easy. you think that would have been easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you could always go back and do it later if you think of mm-hmm. something amazing. Uh, so thanks, man. Yeah, and I, I think, Zach, I can tell he takes a lot of pride in these thumbnails. So, and I don't, is it, I don't even get the tombstone thumbnail personally. What is it? Why'd you superimpose it on these doctors? Cause I kept saying like, Oh, I don't believe he's a real doctor. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause a lot of them reference the actual content. So, <laughs> you know, they're not always obvious. So somebody passing by that doesn't, that's never heard of us. is like, why is fucking Val Kilmer? See, that's the only bad thing. There's been a couple of times where Aaron has just taken off my uh, thumbnail because he's like, I don't think, uh, uh, for the first week, let's just let that fucking uh, artwork be there. Cause, uh, fans of the movie will probably click on it more if they just see, Oh, it's a podcast. And they're talking about it rather than, I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to be. No. Well, it's most of them work, but sometimes like, for example, the Halloween curse of Michael Myers, where you have Fred Durst and Michael Myers. That's, <laughs> that's a great one, but they're so small in the picture and you see Fred Durst. You can't really tell what it is. If you're passing uh, now, if it was a little bigger up close, you'd be like, Holy fuck, Michael Myers and Fred Durst together. <laughs> like weird. They're watching it on the TV and it says up next. It just shows a big ass thumbnail covering the whole TV. If you're watching on TV. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember what the thumbnail was before, but sometimes they're so they're a little too ambiguous that I think it's going to affect us. It was the Batman forever. Sad boy. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I don't know if that really comes across. I think we do a little better. I mean, look what I know, but I, you'd think it'd be a little better if it was obviously Batman on there. I don't know. Most mm-hmm. of the time though, it, it, it goes, you know, uh, Oh gosh. Uh, on the tombstone commentary, Adrian Mendoza said, uh, Steven Crowder can suck my brown dick. Hashtag fat faggots. How many hashtags are you going to create Zach? 
He fucked up though. It's supposed to be pH fat and pH faggots. He fucked up. So the, the we I, I said fat faggots hashtag needs to be a shirt, and it should be the fat zag face. That would be a dog. Did you check out the video he posted? He said check out this video. I think you'll like it. He sent you another comment there. I didn't see it. I'll look at it. Yeah. Yeah, it came the next day, so we'll have to check that out. Uh, and yeah, man, we got tons of ideas for shirts. Uh, we'll get to the shirt pitches again here in a minute when we close out. Um. This is Dr. Sleaze. Dr. Sleaze commented on the let. Oh, sorry. That's Mac and Zach. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to read that, but I, you could go ahead since you were on it. Okay. I was on it and, uh, dude, I listened to that and I was dying laughing and I listened to it when you first released it on the old channel, but I was dying laughing because you took a bad situation and made it fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, back in like not that long ago, Aaron's, uh, Mike was doing this thing where it would cut out. So I had the backup just in case it cut out so I could salvage like what he said during those blackouts. But for this one, the backup failed to record. So I had to fucking just come up with it basically on the spot. I was like, okay, I did like a text to speech thing. And I was like, okay, I'll just try to remember from memory what he said. And then I no, I'll just I'll I'll take advantage of this and make it a fucking bit. And just, <laughs> yeah, you just listen to the episode to hear what I did. It's pretty funny. He basically replaced all my missing audio, which is way too much, with Stephen Hawking voice. And he and the the bit was like, "Oh, I'm Stephen Hawking is coming at you from the future uh, because this fucking uh, th- this is the greatest podcast ever made. This Mac and Zach, they're the two great ones, and I- I'm here to recreate what fucked up." And he he takes liberties with what I really said. And see, you th- you think Stephen Hawking is so smart? He's really an idiot because he could have just went back in time and told me that the fuck. Fucking uh, backup was gonna fail. Fucking uh, retard. That I don't want. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that wants to listen to it. But there's a there's a there's a part in the middle of it that I think was the absolute funniest. And I'll just tell you that it involved um, spanking a bare ass and apologies for doing something in the process. You know what I'm talking about, Zach? <laughs> I don't remember. I have to listen again. Oh my god! And uh, Doctor Sleaze commented on it, and he said, uh, "We need more of the robot gutter slut cum stain." <laughs> So uh, I, I guess he's a fan of the Stephen Hawking, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was ridiculous because I don't, it was, I don't know. It's ridiculous because it's like, I, I remember it whenever my part would come in and it was Stephen Hawking instead. I'm like, I kind of said that, but that's not what I said. And you would take liberties and, and do something that was very self-serving. And what- yeah, I'd say like, Zach, you're the greatest guy ever. I love you. I wish I was as funny as you. <laughs> It was, it was bullshit. It was hilarious though. Uh, that was kind of a salvaging of, uh, an idea I had for the Mac and Zach, uh, video, uh, uh, promo. It was going to be like a conference with Stephen Hawking. I was going to replace the audio and have him say like, Mac and Zach, because you don't got to worry about lip syncing with him. So it was like, Mac and Zach is the greatest podcast ever. And then like have the people clapping and shit. And then have them say absurd things like, "I it thanks me to dust, though. <laughs> you could still do it, man. Maybe you could do some shit like that on the, the, the bookends of this episode. No, wouldn't it be funny if uh, we got someone like Michael Bauer on Deep End? And what if he fucked up? What if, or we lie to him? Maybe he didn't fuck up. Like, hey, dude, we lost your audio. So we had to, you know, just it is happening like in one or two places. So we had to replace it. And then when the whole episode's out, it's the whole fucking thing, Stephen Hawking. And it's making fun of the flatter shit, dude. That'd be so funny. <laughs> He would think we're a part of the Illuminati. We could, we could jump on that. We could be like, we are part of the Illuminati. And we'd freak him out and he'd put on his tinfoil hat and have a tinfoil sword and lock himself in his basement ready for war. Uh, exactly. No, but no, it'd be funny because it would start off with the introduction. Like, I'm, Mal- I'm Michael Bauer. He'd do his whole thing and establish he's on the show. But then it goes straight to Stephen Hawking. It turns out like the whole episode, we lost his audio. And then it ends with, and that's what I think about that. It, like, it ends. Like, we got him at the end. Or we just put a sound bite from like uh, a show 
I thought this was key, or whatever he says. I think it was key. Yeah. I still like when you do his make and go, hmm. So let's go ahead and end on uh, Pink Flamingos, which is our last commentary. We got a slew of comments I want to read on that. Uh, Mutineer, our boy, he says, I agree with Aaron about the 4K. Can't stand the 4K of Texas Chainsaw Massacre either. Some older films just don't seem to benefit from it, and it ends up looking worse. He also says... Pink Flamingos is fun. It's a freak show, but not in a cynically exploitive way. You can tell Waters has a genuine affection for his collection of oddballs. Like I said, potato, potato. I don't know. He says at 106, the one hour and six minute, 15 second mark, he says, you got to love when she flips the table. Come on. (laughs) And a mutineer also says. I hate when mom and dad fight, but I'm going to be stupid and say you both have points. I didn't notice Zach being any more outrageous than usual. Aaron seems to be a little bit more sensitive to it, but he says, oh, wait, when there is a guest in my. Yeah, Aaron seems to be a little bit more sensitive to it when there's a guest in my meaningless opinion. Uh, I think it's the other way around. I think having the guest amps up Zach. And then it's just kind of it's, it's it's a circle that feeds itself. Then of course it affects me more, and you know whatever it's a vicious cycle. But he says, however, Zach, you probably shouldn't have picked Pink Flamingo so soon after Aaron said no porn type stuff. As it is, yeah. see, I, in my fairness, I completely forgot about the the blowjob scene. He he said, as it is a bit um porny in some places, and the choice may have come off uh, as across as intentionally antagonistic. You didn't forget about it because you told me. You said, I didn't want to tell you about it because uh, I'm afraid you would leave. Well, yeah, I told you before because I, I just remembered like, oh, yeah, there's a brown bunny-esque seed with a real blowjob in it. I was vague as to what it, what happened and what characters it happened to. I could see. But, well, no, yeah. but the thing is, is you do pick movies like that to be slightly antagonistic because you want to get a rise. There's a reason. I, <laughs> you want to get a well, rise. The, the main scene I wanted to hear you comment on was the butthole scene. The butthole dance. There was nothing funny about that. Nothing funny about that. It was ridiculous. Dude, my jaw hurt because I was chuckling so much at that. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, But thank you, Mutineer. All your points are valid and they're wonderful. And we thank you again for going through the archives and also keeping up with the newest episodes. Uh, Lastly... um, Actually, sorry. Lastly, we're going to... No, not lastly. We're going to go with William Lowry. He says, Josh is right. Whenever he's on... Things are noticeably a bit more heated between Aaron and Zach. I think Josh works for the Illuminati, who are secretly trying to sabotage the show. We've been saying that since day one. Whether or not Josh is a, is a double agent, the Illuminati's trying to wreck us, regardless of who's working for it. He says, and if you want to save money traveling to the convention, Josh, just hitchhike. Yeah, that's never gone awry. Uh, joking aside, I don't think I've seen any John Waters' films, except maybe for Hairspray when I was a little kid, and I have no desire to. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Divine was supposed to be the passenger sitting next to John Doe at the beginning of Freddy's Dead, the one that says, don't be a pussy. But he, she died before mm-hmm. production began. I think you mentioned that on the Freddy's Dead commentary. I think so. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. That is a good tidbit. I didn't know that before that. Uh, let's see. Uh, he also uh, follows up that with, and so you brought up the porn talk again, so it got me thinking. Y'all should take a look at the films Shame from 2011 and Don John from 2013 uh, for a commentary or or cinema anima. Both of them dive into the matter of porn slash sex addiction and how it affects the characters' mindset and lives. Uh, I've always wanted to watch Shame. It's been on my queue forever. Uh, I think I watched Shame. That's the Steve Who McQueen. That? Steve, yeah, I watched that Steve one. McQueen, and it's got uh, uh, what's-his-face from Prometheus. 
and Magneto, mm-hmm. right? I can't, well, I can't think of his name. I, whatever. Uh, and Don John, I've seen that, and that's got uh, Third Rock from the Sun in it. Uh, John Lithgow? <laughs> no. Uh, what's his face? Other guy. The guy looks like Matt Heafy from Trivium. I'm, I'm like Zach today. I can't think of these names. I know all these guys. You know, I, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Michael Fassbender is the X-Men guy. He's in shame. And then, mm-hmm. fuck, why can't I think of his name? No, it's, the kid from Third Rock? Yeah, the kid. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, jo- yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm just having one of those senior moments. Um, and then Josh James, uh, from the uh, he takes advantage and says, what a bunch of chicken fuckers. If you listen to the episode, I, I think that came up a time or two. And obviously, there's some chicken fucking in the movie. And lastly, as is tradition lately, we're going to end on the Omega, Adrian Mendoza. He states on that commentary, I think I know what happened. I think Zach was excited to share one of his favorite films with Aaron and Josh. And when both started to shit on the film, Zach became defensive and became troll Zach. I felt bad for Zach. I feel that Zach gave much more respect to Tombstone, one of Aaron's picks, but it was not. That's fair point, baby. Listen, let me finish this because I have a point, but it wasn't reciprocated this week for Zach's film. Pink Flamingos is a film of its time. Sure. It's easy now to dismiss this film, but at the time it was daring. This film, as well as Eraserhead and the Holy Mountain created the quote, midnight movie, uh, end quote. Pink Flamingos, I believe, inspired tons of filmmakers to this day and is an important film. Aaron, I think your thing is blood and gore and violence, and there is nothing wrong with that. Zach, I think, isn't afraid of sex or sexuality in films. Aaron, you are more meat and potatoes, while Zach is more for fancier fair. You'd call that fancy? Hell yeah, the sex is, uh, yeah, it's fancy shit. I get what you're saying, though, 100%. Uh, what you don't understand, though, is Zach was rare and in troll form from the get-go. And even before, before we started, we clicked play. So I don't... I don't, I don't feel like I... I just... I, I remember being super excited. And, and, and try, we're doing a commentary, so I think that's fair game to shit on the movie, right? Uh, Zach does that, too. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, check out... Well, you can't check it out because you guys never posted it. The don't stop. Don't tell them all the babies are still... <laughs> dead commentary that you guys did for Mac and Zach. I think as long as we're talking about the movie, it's fair game. That was, that was total troll. Zach. That was, I felt bad for Mac. That's what killed trolls. I felt bad for Mac. Cause that, like you were just hammering him to fucking dust. You're danking him to dust as he would say. <laughs> um, but it, it is a very, very, very fair point. Uh, the, I agree. I, I'm not necessarily more for violence. I'm not really a huge violence fiend, you know? Um, I prefer story, I guess. And Zach is more into shock stuff. Mac was telling me actually when uh when I was telling him we did Pink Flamingos, he's like Zach's always been into that fucked up shit. He's like I remember one time uh I, I'm gonna look it up right now. He's like talking about your buddy Lucas. Uh I don't remember what it was. He's like I remember I remember when we all lived together. Or I lived with Zach. He's like I walked into the apartment one day or the house and he described a scene. It was watched. You got you and him and Lucas were watching the scene where fucking something crazy fucked up was going on that was like this movie if not worse and i was shitting on it and lucas was just like it's art dude if, if I, I think it might have been regurgitated sacrifice okay like so i guess it's just where people are throwing up in each other's mouths it's just <laughs> look it's it's perspective i guess to some people one man's trash is another man's treasure and art is subjective so uh it sounds like max on my side of the fence where there's some things i just don't get Lucas was totally be he was he was uh trolling it though. He, he we were watching it just because it was so disgusting. Yeah. It's but some people get off on that. Some people like to feel 
that weird disgust and just kind of see a, a, a freak circus show in front of them in video. Mm-hmm. I mean, so whatever. Those are all really great points. Adrian, we appreciate all your comments and we appreciate that as well. And uh, I, I will say too, Tombstone wasn't my pick. That was a request. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was a good idea, but that was a request. I think David Capper, right? And it was uh, talking about this, the Kilmer exploitations and stash exploitation. It was Kilmer exploitation, but it, we thought it applied well for stash exploitation. So there's that. Uh, but no, regardless, thank you guys for the, all the comments. It's great. We're always grateful for the support and the channel as it's ever growing. And uh, as always, if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and keep the keep the feedback coming. Keep the comments coming. We love it. We're always going to interact with you guys. Um, make sure you guys are liking the videos. I hear. I don't know how the YouTube algorithm machine works, but I hear uh, when the people that watch your video within the first 24 hours are liking it, those likes and stuff like that, that like to dislike ratio in the first 24 hours is crucial to really elevating it and keep it in circulation. You know, there's little things the way YouTube works that I don't quite get, like why some videos blow through the stratosphere really quick, some why why some are slow burners. I don't really get it. But uh but yeah, I mean if you guys dig it, man, see a video pop up, make sure you guys are liking it as well. That would mean the world to us and uh share us. Let us know, let people you know that might be into these types of podcasts that we are a thing and uh get them into it and also if you guys are watching on youtube i could see how that works well at home sometimes i i listen to youtube podcasts every now and again if i'm working at home and i've got a separate monitor and a separate computer um but more often than not i'm listening to podcasts on the go whether it's at the gym or you know on a walk or driving around so for stuff like that youtube's a pain in the ass unless you pay for youtube red which makes it more like a streaming service and you don't have to keep the window up most people aren't doing that but so Oh yeah, there's a really nifty trick though. If you have a Roku device for anybody that has like a, like maybe it works with Amazon streaming stick too. Like if you uh, go to like the top where it says, "Oh yeah, connect to device," and then connect it to your Roku, and then immediately disconnect it, then for some reason you can uh, fucking run the app and uh, fucking minimize it on your phone and shit, mm. and then uh, put it in rest mode, and it'll still play. It's weird. That sounds like a lot of work when you guys could just go over to all the podcast networks that we're on. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Um, and like I said, that's good if you guys want to listen to stuff when you, if you got a long commute or a road trip or you got to go on a plane, you can pre-download them. I do that all the time. Whenever I got a flight, man, I, I download podcasts and I get caught up and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I always say I'm going to play a video game on my Nintendo Switch or I'm going to listen to music on a plane. Or I'm going to be a little bit more productive, but I never do because I just want to close my eyes and listen to a podcast. I just want to hear like talking and close my eyes. There's something about it. So that stuff's there. And even if you do prefer YouTube, maybe go over there anyway. Subscribe to us, show some support, leave some feedback, leave a good review because that stuff's just going to elevate us on those channels uh, to help us gain more exposure and get out to the people that would normally enjoy a show like ours, just like you did. So all that helps. And lastly, we're going to say once again that we launched a Teespring store for anybody that wants to uh, both at the same time wear some sexy swag that's going to help you get some action, right? And also- Is it up now? It is live. 
it is live. Dog. Uh, so you guys can go there. Uh, we're we're gonna keep kind of building it. Right now we got some rev shirts up, and like I said, you guys can sport some swag of ours, and at the same time, you guys can support the show, which is gonna be crucial because uh, Teespring's awesome. Every, I know why everybody's doing it now. All the big YouTubers do it, and and tons of people like that do it. But basically, they make the shirts to order. That's great because we don't have to keep any overhead. Back in the old days, yeah. you know, Todd and I would go to the conventions. We'd have to order our shirts ourselves, and you'd have to usually order in a bulk, right, to make it worth someone's while and, you know, an artist. Mm-hmm. And and then so we'd have a whole bunch of shirts, and we had to play the math game on how much we think we were going to need. And you'd always end up with a bunch of leftovers, and you have to pay for the – you have to buy in bulk anyway to make them somewhat affordable, Right. Because it lowers mm-hmm. the price on each individual shirt, uh, and then I'd have to physically lug these shirts to a convention, so it was just a, a lot of hassle. And then again, you don't always know what somebody wants. It's like, well, let's get a variety of different stuff, only to go to a convention and find out everybody wants to buy black, and then you go home with a bunch of blue shirts or red shirts. I, I experienced that. <sighs> so Teespring's great because they uh, you pick what you want, and you can uh, pick from the options we have up there as far as multicolors or whatever you want. They make it and they they make it to order. Therefore, we don't have to worry about the overhead. Um, and they kick us back a part of the profit. So it helps the show. Mm-hmm. They also, uh, it's not just shirts. You can get stickers with the, the shirt designs on them. Like, oh, I want a Cinema Enema sticker to put on my, uh, you know, laptop or whatever the fuck I want, you know? Yeah. So, like I said, it's ever growing. And you guys, if you guys have any feedback on something you want to see, we can always add it. I didn't want to get too crazy. I actually scaled it back from what it was because they give you so many options. And, and, uh, once you actually get so many supporters and you, you sell so many like items, you kind of like go up this tier this this mm-hmm. tier system and they unlock more things that we can sell in the store but for now i kept it simple you know there's uh, a revival house design and there's uh two mac and zach shirts that you know they have different options about them uh there's going to be a btm one up shortly if the, if it's it, the fuck the dub shit album cover one on there uh i think as of this recording it will be as soon as this is live uh-huh. yeah and then as of this recording there should be a btm podcast shirt and uh there's also some cinema anima shirts there's two options so and and some hoodies right and like zach said we got a few things out there like you can get stickers you can get all that shit uh so check it out we're gonna put links in the videos and like i said no pressure we appreciate you guys listening if that's what you do but anything you guys do helps the show and uh fuck yeah man we we love the hell out of y'all you guys and we're gonna have uh we might have a couple of shirts too i don't know if we go to the convention i'm not sure if we'll have a couple of shirts there or not if somebody's meeting up but regardless we'll have access to show you that shit uh, at the table and stuff and come say hi if you guys are going to be in the kansas city area the weekend of july 12th to the 14th it's going to be riverman myself and zach uh maybe josh james that's tbd at this point but we're gonna have a great time that's all i got zach do you got any final words um uh, fucking be excellent to each other no better words have ever been spoken bye bye puppets into the week at the revival house next month's theme you gotta figure it out italian zombies of holly shore i slash it with the knife and the girl next door and one second in get it all queued up and ready hit play in three two one bye bye puppets zach beat in a solo cup man Joshua Scott failed and Riverman's bail. Bye bye, puppets. Sounds good. Like this country used to. <laughs>